0: And we're back, Salt Street Podcast. This is uh, Friday, May 4th, episode 12, 421 p.m. 421? 421. No, 421, yeah. Notice that it is a Friday. Uh, we did announce earlier, just not that long ago, very briefly earlier, that we're going to do uh, the show a day earlier this week. The Kentucky Derby is tomorrow, and that's a big deal in my family. Word. So, But you're still get getting it. in the, this on Monday. Because we're just cruel and unusual <laughs> yep, like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. It's in a live stream. Just because we recorded a day daily doesn't mean you get the motherfucker daily. So shit's and, still coming out on Monday. Word. So, uh, but yeah, tomorrow I'm going to try and win eighteen dollars coffee at uh, at my cousin Gabriel's house. Word. So.
1: so on that note, welcome back everyone to the Salt of the Streets podcast, the everyday normal person's podcast about weekly news, social political commentary, and of course, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Salt of the Streets on both of those. Hit us up on Twitter. I am at Big Bert Offie. I am at Salt of the Street. Plural. We also <coughs> singular. <laughs> Whoa! Excuse me. First podcast cough. And uh, yeah, we're uh, hit us up wherever you find your podcast. We're on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. Everywhere. Jump on there. Give us a re- review
2: it subscribe. really helps out the show yeah.
1: subscribe to our youtube channel right now that's where we're throwing up the pre-show and stand by for a future fun on that other than that this is salt the street podcast and we're back in it Episode how was your 12. week don
0: it was good man i only worked monday tuesday and then i took uh the rest of the days off which was do you drop your notebook
1: i don't even remember that that's fine i'll right remember there. it was 4 20 um, when we started
0: Um, we were, yeah, at like 12 minutes, I think. Uh, so yeah, I took the rest of the week off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So Wednesday I kicked it at home and I played some fucking Madden and took my dog for a big ass walk and just did some shit around my house and made some delicious pizza that I brought here in that bag. Um, and then yesterday I spent Thursday, I spent with my sister-in-law. I okay. went to yeah. her house. and The to, recently new mom? Yes. Yeah. So I spent time with her and the baby, and we watched um, Funny People, which I really love that movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen.
1: I don't think so, I have. And
0: I kind of hate myself now. I love that movie. I don't know we'll if talk I've about seen that it. in pop culture because I got yeah. lots to say about that. <laughs> um, so we did that, and then we went to a farmer's market, and I bought some more bee pollen because I got really Ooh. bad allergies. Yeah. So you eat the bee pollen, and it helps with my allergies. Um, and then today I fucking went to the YCB with the boys from work. Shout nice. out to y'all motherfuckers listening to this because you're probably staring at me right now because you're <laughs> probably at work. So uh, you know, shout, shout out to Case you Balls. Yeah, yeah, Case Balls. You know, Ty Doe, Drew, baby Drew was here last week. So yeah, I'm that sure was weekend. awesome. By the way, that was, that was good. So yeah, so, I like. So I think much fun. Thing last week was our best episode. We got a lot of good feedback from that, uh, both on. In listens, I haven't actually looked at the listens um, since Monday. Oh, yeah. But um, we got—I I heard a lot of positive feedback just in person about it. Word. I mean, of course, those two guys that were on here like to hear the sound of their own fucking voice. So, <laughs> 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 so you guys are a little bit biased, but you know, I, I thought it was good. I really liked that episode. The it game was really fun. And, the game was
1: so much fun. I heard a lot of yeah. good stuff about the game.
0: Yes, yeah, shout out to Tell Them Steve Dave one more time because holy fuck, one true three was so sick. That was that was absolutely nasty yeah so how was uh what about you buddy because here i am today after the after the ycb so had a couple beers there we're gonna have more beers here maybe a little bit of this fucking
1: bsb know what Ooh, i'm saying I yeah, can't spell baseball without you can't spell baseball without bsb <laughs> uh, baseball's nose that's <laughs> but yeah we definitely gotta get into that but yeah but, tell me what you did this week this week this week Everything's become, this was this week was like a blur for It's me. all blending into yeah. each other. Lots and lots of work out in the beautiful weather, which was absolutely amazing. We got, you know, my to shit, but it's all good now. Spraying <laughs> on that SPF 50. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Um, but no, man, we just, you know, ops normal. Me and my wife kicking it at the house and the dogs. Uh, watch a lot of YouTube stuff like we usually do. Didn't make it in, in movies. I did end up watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy with her last oh, man.
0: night.
1: I, let me tell you what. I used to
0: fucking <laughs> love Grey's Anatomy. I used to. When I first started at this company, Jordan and I were so fucking deep into Grey's Anatomy. And then... Never was the phone. <laughs> Dropping the phone. And then um, when Asian Doctor left, Christina Yang, that's her name. Yeah. When, when Yang left, I was like, man... I don't know if I can be watching this fucking show anymore. Like, I just don't know about that. Yeah. And then <clears throat> right around that same time was when I heard that What's-His-Face was going to get hit by a bus. And like, I was Dreamy? Like, yeah. Or, or, oh. yeah. Oh. And yeah. And that's why I was like, you know, fuck that. Like, if this is the last thing that I have going on this show and he's about to get killed <laughs> off, like, I'm not even going to continue to watch it. Yeah. So, I'm no, sorry. I get Go it. Ahead. it. was
1: just judging kind of like you were saying, like, the change since I've watched the show, because this yeah. was the newest or the next to newest episode I think. Oh really? And I was just vegging out on the couch before I had to like get back to work. And I was like, "No, I'm just going to sit here and watch this episode of Grey's Anatomy." Yeah. You know. Plus, I mean, just sitting there with chilling with the wife watching TV is always fun. And uh but what surprised me was how much like the show had evolved and kind of changed since the last time you had watched it. Yeah. Like it was different yeah it wasn't bad i mean they said had i mean it's a good quality show mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of like drama and stuff really good stuff but
2: i enjoyed it while it's i was not my thing it. anymore
1: yeah but uh other no, than I, f- that, I
0: fuck with Grey's anatomy
1: yeah other than that nothing man you know me i live a, a lame boring <laughs> life the
0: standard offy life yeah. that you do no that's cool man I fuck with that.
1: So, uh, I mean, you
0: know, with that, we can we can try and jump into into one of these topics if you'd like. Do you have something in particular? Do you want to talk about Rudy Giuliani first? I would love to talk about that? Rudy Giuliani. You said you look a lot. You've looked a lot into that, right?
1: Yeah, I've been because he just to start it off. He he, uh, for those of you who don't know, he jumped on to Donald Trump, uh, President Trump's legal team. He Used to be the, the mayor of New day. York. Yeah. he... Yeah, he used to be I think when I at the time I don't of remember 9/11, if he was on right? he was mayor. Yeah, cuz I came in after that. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, he was on, he showed up on uh Hannity's show on Fox mm-hmm. News and after uh, he was added to the legal team like you yeah, said. Yeah, after he was added by the legal team and he had uh some kind of new revelations if you will about the uh, Stormy Daniels thing. Yes. You know, he talked a lot about the possibilities of a meeting with Mueller and what they would consider, what they wouldn't consider. Um, you know, talked a little bit about the the least questions. I think we talked about that last week. How the uh, questions that uh, was, Robert Mueller's it was team 48 was forty-eight questions, that something it like was? that. Forty-eight, forty-nine. Yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah, the questions that Mueller's team were gonna were gonna ask Donald Trump in you know
1: the interview that's being yeah. discussed because they which is also getting muddied. To hell these days because I don't know what to believe about that anymore. Yeah. Because first of all, we don't know how they got leaked, and right. then I've heard some narratives talk about how maybe this was just one of Trump's legal teams, like his. He looked at the questions and then he like wrote down his own versions of them or mm-hmm. and something then like released that. Them. But I mean, we don't know, and like nobody knows, and so I don't know. It just it it muddies the hell out of the situation, makes it really hard to have. Uh, a basis of judgment for, like, the next issue that comes up. Yeah. yeah. There's so much of this stuff is getting so muddied, and just the whole Stormy Daniels thing well, is just getting so muddied and with everything we, else. Before we move on with that, I want to I clarify two
2: things, right?
0: The first one is that we don't talk about Stormy Daniels because we love, like, the salaciousness of this story, right? No, we, I actually kind of hate it. Right, because we're not... It's it's not something that we
1: love to talk about, right? But yeah. it because I, I think at heart, I don't think we think it's that important to. to
2: no, th- when we talked about things. it
0: before, that it's it the it, it breaks down to like a moral thing, right? And because it's not nothing illegal happened, like it was just a moral thing that happened, yeah. and so it breaks down to however you feel morally about that, right? And how that, um that, and how that. Uh, how that influences the way you feel about the president, right? So we talk about it because it can it can be another thing that gets added to either the list of things that he's been deceptive about or something that I just don't generally approve of my president doing, yeah. right?
1: It, um, can, it could create a lot of questions for Robert Mueller to ask him to, right. you know, if, and it could catch him in a perjury trap. Right. You know,
0: the other thing that I want to clarify is about, the questions, right? Because part of that for me is that it was another. The president lied again about it when they came out. He was like, "There isn't even any questions about collusion." Yeah, I'm like, a quarter of the questions are about Russian interference in his campaign and in the in the election and all that stuff. Like so, mm-hmm. like in his party, like it's, you know, a core, qu- like almost a quarter of the questions are. I don't remember the, what the exact number was, but there's like, a lot in there. Yeah, but a whole section of the questions are about that, right? Yeah. And I don't talk about that because. Because I want to be a never Trumper or fucking anything like that, you know. I'm not trying to shit on the president. I don't want to be totally opposed to Donald Trump, right? So what I want to clarify is that my point is not that. My point is the same with the Stormy Daniels thing to outline something that I don't necessarily think should be a quality that our president has. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, no, and that's totally why that. that's why we talk about this, right? Is it's not because we want to shit on the president or because we fucking hate Donald Trump. It's because we want to outline things that. I don't think are qualities I want in my president.
1: Yeah. You know. I mean that's that's definitely one aspect of it. I mean yeah. at least for me because I also like I like to the reason for example that I don't like the Stormy Daniels thing because I think when you really look into it that's that's like you said it's a moral thing. It's a moral question, you know. Right. We we had issues with that with uh Bill Clinton, you know. I I mentioned that a little bit in this JFK. in my dissent this week. You know, yeah. we know about it with JFK, for but we just kind of all look past it. I don't know. But it's that's not what any of, like, the Mueller stuff is about. Right. You know, like, the Mueller stuff, is like, it's, Mueller is not there to get the president. He's not there to get him. And so, you know, all this... Has you know, nothing to do, do with that. All these things that pop up, like, that doesn't have anything to do with what his job is. No. You know, and, and that's... that's- yeah, you, know, you get another wing of people that say this the investigation needs to end because you know there's no, it, the collusion thing's over. But in those questions, like you said, there's like there's still a good amount yeah. of questions about collusion in there. It's just the other questions to me are like, well, okay, why do you need to know the answers to that unless you're just trying to create a background of you know, hey, can this guy be trusted or not? That would make sense to me. But but then in the fact that even they leaked, I mean, there's so much about this. There's so many different issues with, say, like the Mueller investigation or the Stormy Daniels thing. There's so many, <clears throat> it's getting skewed so many different ways. And I feel like the real root problems of these issues aren't getting, you know, looked at well, or they're I, being overlooked. I
0: feel like the the Michael Cohen thing, right, the rate of his office is, speaks to the merit of the Mueller investigation, right?
1: Nope. Dog's yep. going nuts.
0: Uh oh. Um, I feel like the Cohen raid speaks to the merit of the Mueller investigation because he handed that stuff off to, to the FBI, right? Like he didn't do that, didn't do that himself. Yeah. He handed those investigative things off to the FBI mm-hmm. and let them deal with that, right? Yeah. So I personally, like I said, think it speaks to the merit of that, that they're not focused directly on Donald Trump, right? That if, if he's a side effect of their investigation, then he's going to be part of it, you know, and that's, If he's tied in with it, then that's his own jam. But I don't think that the focus of it is that. And even at the core of it, you know, the core of the Mueller investigation is Russian interference in the election. Not 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 in Trump and himself, you know. And that's, I talk about it all the time and and like, quote tweets of the president that, like, you, even just one the other day, that I said, you know, you are the one that continues to push the narrative of collusion. Because that's not what this investigation is even supposed to be about, you know. And if it's not about that, why do you keep making it about that, you know. It's, again, not because I want to shit on the president, but if you want me to assume that you're innocent, then you have to act fucking innocent and you're <laughs> acting guilty as fuck. Yeah. Like, talking about an investigation that should have nothing to do with you, like it has everything to do with you, you know? And yeah, I can I understand like... maybe thinking that, but yeah. continuing to push that narrative is, like, that's a, that's on him. It's so you bad, know?
1: yeah. And it's, you know... uh, that is definitely uh, that's a whole other aspect to take into all this stuff is how poorly all this is being handled. I think, you know, we've we've learned about all sorts of you know government uh, mishandlings and you know issues on yes. the governmental like the investigation side. We've heard about all these, you know. I mean, we hear about it because it's on Twitter, but I mean the tr- yeah, the Trump Twitter is insane, and I mean the stuff that comes out of there is just. Like you said, you're not making it any better. You're making it worse every time you get on there and you spout off something. Right. Except for the other day when, guaranteed 100%, his lawyer tweeted out his response to the Stormy Daniels thing. Did you see, yeah, did you see that? I heard about it. I haven't read it myself, but I, did. I on one of the podcasts, I heard about it. Dude, it's so, it's so funny. It's really long. It's a two-parter. But you can just tell. It's like, oh, this was this was written by a lawyer. Well, I have if got you, it.
0: <laughs> if you want to find, I have a point that I can run. If you want to look for it, that's up to you. That Word. Cause like because you were talking about, we've seen definitely some instances that could be of government overreach or just things that were inappropriate, right? And that's especially when they talk about like the FISA courts and stuff like that, right? And yeah. I was I was reading that book about uh, police brutality and stuff like that. Um it was, I don't remember what it was called, I wrote it down in one of these comments, and I'm sure that I'll remember it when I'm done talking about it, but in that book, it was one lawyer talking about different cases that he had handled, right, that were about, had to involve police brutality, and <clears throat> in one particular case, he was talking about a guy in Portland, Oregon, who, his fingerprint matched that found at the scene of a bombing that killed, like, over 100 people in Madrid, right, and he had nothing to do with that, but his fingerprint just matched it because I guess for every fingerprint there is in the world, there's like seven or eight people who have that exact same fingerprint, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's about finding out which one of those, like, actually did it, you know? And so... The FBI somehow got it up their ass that it was this guy that did the bombing, and so they went and got a FISA warrant, and while he was at work one day, they broke into his house. They cut the power to his house so his security system didn't work, and they went through all of his shit, and they put cameras in his house, and they put microphones in his house, and then when he was at home one day, they went into his law office because he was a lawyer, and they went through all of his files, and they put microphones in his office, and they put cameras in his office, and they surveyed him for months and months and months. And then brought him to trial and put him in jail to find out at the end because Spain did a good investigation and found out that it wasn't him. Spain came around and told the FBI for those months and months and months, this is not the guy, you know. Yeah. And then they finally had to admit that they had made a mistake. Like, oh, so, no,
1: we got the wrong guy. Right. Imagine and, that.
0: and it's because in, it made me start to rethink some of the stuff that they've been talking about FISA warrants, you know, because... Before yeah. I was like, well, if fuck me, if they got the warrant, then it's legit, right? But then I heard about this and I even told my wife, like, the crazy thing about this is that that's the same thing they're still talking about now. These FISA warrants and how they're just, it's its own court. You know, it's not yeah. through the Justice Department. It's through its own FISA commission, mm-hmm. you know, that decides on these, these, Which, these spying contracts yeah. essentially that allow, you know, the, the feds to go in and, and implant surveillance in people's houses and their work. Yeah, you know, which and to, that's
1: to bring it back to like the issue with Giuliani and Trump, I mean, that was another part of his narrative when, you know, in the uh, no collusion, all this, like the investigation cited the, the Michael Steele dossier. Yeah, and then, Foreign
0: Intelligence Surveillance Act. Sorry, yeah. that's what FISA okay. stands for. I just wanted to. So when we're talking about the FISA warrants, it's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And you that's know. you can get
1: warrants under that that are not through the regular court system. It's its own deal. It's uh, kind of funny how even we, as like the public, speak a little bit of that alphabet soup. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And that's, yes, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just that wanted to make sure that we totally were clear good.
0: before we moved on. That yeah. It it does speak to Michael Cohen. I think you're right that that's yeah, what you're talking that, about.
1: The FISA courts was also an issue in towards the, you know, the what, probably six months ago, a few months ago, yeah. it was for a while the, the Michael Steele dossier, the infamous, you know, Trump hiring the Russian hookers to pee on uh, the bed Obama the slept tapes on, you know, the PP tapes, <clears throat> which also ties into the James Comey stuff. I mean, all this stuff, but ultimately, like, that dossier had been approved by the, you know, it's got FISA court approval mm. at some point. And it's like, wait... And then it makes you question, like again, the validity of the FISA courts. Right. It's like, what? Well, I don't, I don't know who to trust anymore because I, It's like it almost seems exactly. like you can't trust anybody. Yeah. And, and that's you know if if it wasn't for
0: because like I said before, I read this book. You know, I thought, well, like if they got the warrant, then it's got to be legitimate. And I don't. But reading this book makes yeah. me want to look more into it. You know, because it's its own. It says right here, like the United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. So it's its own court system that you mm-hmm. go to to get.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Who are to, to get appoint, a prize like award judges. Group, you know? and, I mean, there's legitimate judges involved and it's yeah. lawyers and
0: it's its own deal outside of like the standard justice system. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's certainly something that, like I said, I'm going to look more into now mm-hmm. that I have read about this and seen more ways that it has been abused since it was established put into action. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's something be I'll really definitely look more
1: into. I'll be curious about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, okay, so you talk about FISA courts and, you know, how that even muddies the waters. And, you know, aside from... Because going back to Rudy Giuliani being on yes, Hannity and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, he, he also uh, admitted uh, that, you know, or he said, he claimed that, you know, Trump had paid back the loan and all that stuff. Because now not, Trump says he's lying. Yeah, which, to me, actually... That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly legal. I guess there's some argument with the Michael Cohen being yeah. that making that a you know giving him a a, a loan like that. I guess yeah. To, so
0: the loan is the is the hundred and thirty thousand dollars that Michael Cohen paid to Stormy Daniels. Rudy yeah. Giuliani said that Donald Trump had repaid Michael Cohen for that hundred and thirty thousand dollars, right, in increments because the money came through a retainer. Yeah, through a retainer, through the law right, firm. Yeah. right, through the law firm. Yeah. Which, so I
1: mean, it's. And apparently, because Rudy Giuliani was talking about, hey, I do this stuff all the time, like as a lawyer for for rich people. It's a thing. So it's like that stereotype that we all think is true. Yeah, that happens. Right. But he tried to kind of play it off as, you know, well, there's professionals out there that do this just, they do it as a living. They find these rich people and then pull these things. But. I don't necessarily believe that. But. Well, and prior to this, like
0: this blew up Trump's spot because prior to this, he had been saying that he had no knowledge of the money, you yeah. know, and he had, he had never heard of that and he never heard yeah. of Stormy Daniels and, you know, he didn't know anything about any of this. Yeah, and I think
1: I, uh, let me see if I have the actual article.
0: There was the time that I remember watching the press, the press conference, I wish I could remember what day it was, where... It was probably right when Stormy Nios first came out and they were asking Sarah Sanders about it. And she said, well, the president has no idea about that, but that deal's already been dealt with in in arbitration. Yeah. Right? So in the same sentence, like directly contradicting the, like the White House, directly contradicting itself that we never heard about that, but that shit's already been won, you know, in arbitration.
1: Like, yeah. So, so you won you wonder, something you've never heard of is yeah. what you're saying. And, like, it, and honestly, like I wouldn't have a hard time believing that because... A lot of these, I would imagine there is a world where Trump could be living, doing his, whatever he did, doing the apprentice and his real estate or whatever. I can imagine him just literally having a fixer lawyer like Michael Cohen, who does these things and just doesn't bother to tell him. It's just, it's the handshake, you know, unwritten agreement that, hey, I'm hiring you to fix problems. Mm-hmm. And and so I can see and I can honestly see the world where yeah Trump literally probably didn't know this really happened other than oh hey you that know was we need you to sign maybe? this because you know we had you know we had another person pop up and it was a troublesome time so we Cause just he, need to sign this NDA
0: because he had hearing. to know that something happened right I mean yeah. if he's gonna, if he's going to pay the money then he has to know that something happened so you mean that maybe he didn't know. Like the exact details of what
1: happened, right? I can see him but, being handed a paper by Michael Cohen saying, hey, you need to sign this because we yeah. ran into another person who's trying to get in, you know, get a payday, you know, but she's only asking for 130000 We can get in and out. Boom.
0: But then he still would have, if that's the case, then he still would have fucked Stormy Daniels. And would be lying
1: about not knowing it. Well, unless, well, I'm just saying, like, even if he didn't, and this was a completely fabricated story, which I am definitely not saying it is, because I would not put it past him to do that. I just think he may be shallow enough to just honestly not remember doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Just judging from who, you know, looking at his character, I'm just, I wouldn't put it past him, you know, and what do they always say? You know, don't uh, assume malice when ignorance will do. And I just think with somebody like him, I think maybe he just you know in that world he just wouldn't really know about it, or he, it wouldn't he wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, but at the same time, I, that's I, it would still technically constitute a campaign fund funding violation. I don't think that but, I <clears throat> that I, I see him paying one hundred and thirty thousand
0: dollars for something he didn't do, right? Uh, I, I don't I don't see Donald Trump at least from what I've seen him as president. Paying a woman $130,000, especially having filed bankruptcy as many times as he has, right? I don't remember exactly how many, yeah. but I don't see but you him know paying what? her $130,000 for not fucking her.
1: You just, I mean, you know. put it, I started to kind of reflect on that when you said that, being who we know he is. And I started thinking, well, you look at his Twitter, he's a fighter about everything. Right. So, yeah. So no, I could see, you know, I, I could see, see to that. a
0: point if Michael Cohen is like, hey, you remember when you fucked Stormy Daniels? Like, She's trying to come up and do all this bullshit. If you sign this paper, we're going to pay her $130,000. And we'll deal with it, right? Or he's even like, just do you oh, remember Stormy? Or even not even the money, right? I could see him being like, "Do you remember Stormy Daniels signed this paper? It's going to take some money, and we'll fucking deal with it." You know, um. I could see that. Like I said, I don't see him if he's never had an interaction with Stormy Daniels, and she just comes up and she is like, "I'm going to tell everybody that we had an affair," right? Donald Trump would be like, "Dude, fuck you! I'll take you to court for defamation, and I'll take all your goddamn porn money. Well, I'm like, pretty I'll sure take all your porn he's dollars." Still and I'll taking her
1: court for breaking the end. <clears throat> pretty sure, right? So but yeah, I. So I could like, see him maybe not having thought.
0: full knowledge, and maybe that's why that last paper didn't get signed right. Because mm-hmm. the one of the big deals is that the NDA didn't get signed by Donald Trump, right? Yeah. And so I could see, I could see that, you know, or maybe in a world where he didn't have an affair with with Stormy Daniels, and he's like, I'm not fucking signing that NDA because that shit didn't happen, right? Yeah. But then I still would have to account for the hundred thirty thousand dollars, and I don't see that.
1: You yeah, know? no, I don't. So I but, think that And see that that whole conversation that's why that we just had, like to me when it when you look at it from a legal standpoint, yeah, it's like why do we care so fucking much about this? Moral. It doesn't yeah, it's matter. moral.
0: It's it's a private you fucking know,
1: what's gonna happen is, you know, yes, President Trump had an affair, you know, while Melania was pregnant or just after giving birth to their son like right or whatever. After she like, had birth. Yeah. I get that, that's terrible. But I mean, are we talking about laws here? We're looking at con- campaign finance laws, and yes, that would technically be a contribution in kind. Not so, just adultery, but yeah, but but no yeah, idea. I mean, it, yes, obviously there would probably be. This probably proves now <sighs> that for you know some roundabout way, technically he committed a campaign finance campaign finance, finance violation. violation. Yeah, but I mean, when you look into it, Obama did the same thing. Every, a lot of people get pop for this all the time, and mm-hmm. it's usually a fine, and then it goes away. And but, I would have to so look like, into that um, yeah. <clears throat> just because I don't... I, well, I don't know all t- the particulars t- of it, but that's, Do you? that's the yeah. common thing that I keep hearing. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's that's probably correct because, I mean, I feel like I remember because I was really plugged into like the O'Reilly factor and stuff back then mm-hmm. during the, uh, the election. And so I... I feel like I remember hearing uh, like certain people like on Fox News making a really big deal about it. But then it turned out that, the you know, it's not like an impeachable thing. It's like, OK, yeah, this dude had an affair and he took care of it in his sleazy businessman way. And because he was running for president at the time, it's a campaign f- financing violation. And so we're going to fine him and that's it. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, like that's a lot of this is just a distraction. You know, I mean, and so...
0: Hiding donors and keeping illegal donations yeah. is what this says from, from U.S. News. U.S. News. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is from 2013. They were fined 300 The Obama administration was fined $375,000. 375000 Yep. Yeah, 375,000. Yep. By the Federal Election Commission for violating Federal Disclosure Laws, Politico Reports. Yeah. An FEC audit of, um, of Obama for America's 2008 records found the committee failed to disclose millions of dollars in contributions and dragged its feet in refunding millions more in excess contributions. <coughs> so.
1: And so, and like that was not a big deal. It's a thing apparently that happens. Well, <coughs>
0: almost but, a half a million dollar deal. Yeah, well, I mean... $375,000. $375, I'm sure
1: for a pres- presidential campaign fund, I don't think that's probably too crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, in the grand scheme of things, that's why I wonder why the Stormy Daniel things has so much press and it's so volatile and...
0: Just because, I, I would say probably the partisanship is a huge deal, you know, yeah. just that it's, it's <clears throat> the same deal if they can find any because... Um, impeachment is is a political process but can be done for any number of reasons right Mm -hmm. i think that that's probably the deal trying to find any reason for you know any big enough story for the press to be able to push it hard enough for congress to feel the pressure to have to i mean somebody introduced like the preliminary articles of impeachment right so i don't remember who it was but somebody began to introduce it so they can prepare for if something comes along, they can just push it through, you know. Yeah. So I would think that that's probably the reason is there's so many people that fucking hate Donald Trump that they're
1: very polarizing you know,
2: figure. If
0: they can, if they can get like firm proof, you know that that this is true, you know, then they can find a big enough I could win quote the unquote the moral mind. high ground, you yeah. know, to try and and throw down the articles of impeachment and see what the
1: fuck happens because just to roll the dice, be like, hey, maybe this will. <laughs> I doubt it. Because
0: if you can prove that the president was adulterous, you know, in theory, right, Mm -hmm. um, this is at least what I think. If you could prove that the president is adulterous, then you'd have to try and call the Republicans on their bluff. You know, they're like, well, if you're so fucking conservative, you know, and you're so
2: (laughs) not okay with all
0: this bullshit, you know, then where are you coming now that we know that this isn't true? And if you hate Bill Clinton so much and you would have hated JFK so much, then where the fuck are you at now? Yeah. You know, and so I think that it's... It's Maybe a that's too big of a theory, you know. But I would think that's the only reason that I can really. I think find that's for probably why, why be, they did it. Yeah, just to roll the dice try and be like, Hey, and hey find- we're ready,
1: and then so like, yeah. Depending on which way the wind is blowing, that direct, you know, that day, right? It goes. Hey, I think if this is. It's hot enough. We can drop this thing. We might. We might be able to roll. You know, it might be a uh 49 51 chance you know we might win this right maybe we'll roll the dice but i don't think the numbers are there right now if they try to but no and i
0: think that that's why this is being pushed so hard you know and i think if if maybe there was moral excuse me not moral but more excuse me more solid evidence on the pp tape you know the quote-unquote pp tape like then then i think that they would be trying to use that because when that first came yeah. out people were all the fuck over it like oh yeah was a video somewhere of trump getting pissed on like so if there if if there I was sometimes twitter days if, if a clip got released you know if somebody was like i have the p tape yeah. and here's like a 5 second clip of him taking his clothes off then mm-hmm. then i'm sure they would just ride that until the fucking cows come home you know but this is, I think, this is what like the far left, you know, like really progressive type media has. You know, not that everybody's yeah. not covering because everybody's talking about Stormy Daniels, but but that narrative I think is pushed really hard by MSNBC and CNN and shit like that. That's like oh, definitely the New York Times, the Daily, talks about Stormy Daniels anytime something like that comes out. You know, yeah. so anybody Although, who's yeah.
1: leaning against that, I think, is is all over it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's people putting themselves in their own little bubble, you know, right. surrounding themselves. But you know, my uh, my grandmother next door, I love her to death. But you know, she loves her herself some CNN. You know, mm-hmm. she goes if she's out in like the laundry room doing laundry and ironing and all that. That good stuff. You know, she's always... She's got this little TV. Like, little 13-inch from, like, the 90s. Really? Those big things that weigh, like, 60 pounds. <laughs> yeah. But it's always got CNN on. And there's old Wolf Blitzer doing his thing. And I love
0: Wolf Blitzer. I it's, like Wolf Blitzer, too. But, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's tough. Um, I like his beard and his fancy voice. His yeah. beard is, like, the same length as his hair. Yeah. You know? It's and so every, it just it's, flows it's, it's perfectly, perfectly <laughs> all around his head. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like that a lot. But to go once again to return back to the Rudy Giuliani Fox News stuff. Why <clears throat> I mean, I guess really now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just I'm coming across like this almost like an epiphany type feeling that yeah. You know, none, I think this is just I think this is the new world. I think every every little thing in politics now because of how the internet is now and how social media is now that this is just the new normal as far as we're just going to know everything about these people they're going to get in <clears throat> our heads you know the media is going to feed off it because like i think we're going to talk about Michelle Wolf at the white house correspondents dinner later yeah but uh you know like she said w- during her little stand up thing um You know, media is making money hand over fist right now because of the insane partisanship that's that's coming out of this, the you know, the the polarization of all these political figures now. And I think it's all due to the fact that it's twenty eighteen and everybody's got social media, you know. Politicians are no different than the companies that are out there pushing their, you know, product, like us pushing our, you know, podcast out on social media trying to get you know and so I don't think It's it's I mean, that's definitely this just might be the new normal just because we have this insanely polarizing Trump figure right now. You know, I don't know that the next president, whether it comes in, you know, four to eight years, I don't know that it's really going to be all that different just because there's so much more uh, public engagement. You know, everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a platform that they can talk about if stuff. If you've ever done anything bad, it probably will get found out. Because yeah.
0: this, I mean, Stormy Daniels was a long time ago, you know. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I would have to, I would at least halfway agree, you know. I I wrote about kind of something similar like in my in my dissent this week. Like about, uh, this is about the way that Donald Trump uses social media and the way that it, it's used as a tool now, you know, because you had brought that up last week. The window into the mind. Yeah, because you had brought that up last week and I never really considered it, you know, that that's, the tool that he uses is is magnificent, you know, it's something Uh that can be used to benefit so many people, but the way that it's used by him is just shitty, you know.
1: A Um, mighty weapon in the hands of good or evil.
0: And I don't remember who I've heard talk about it, you know, but like in a new age of social media, especially like this, like you're talking about, the only person that you could have run your country with no controversy would be somebody who's fucking never done anything, you know, who's Mitt just... Mitt Romney. Right, which is, <laughs> like, do you really want somebody like that running the country, you know, who's never made a mistake, who can't... Hell who's no. never done something shitty yeah. like that, you know, that can't see that, you yeah. know. Because somebody like that is not going to have, I would assume, is not going to have the same amount of sympathy or empathy for the opioid crisis to say the least you know the people huh. who are addicted to opioids they're not even going to understand that yeah that sometimes it shit just happens you know that sometimes you go into like so many people you go into have a surgery and you get prescribed pain meds you get addicted to them and then that's where you're at Yeah, you know and now you're on you are addicted to pain meds and that's where you're at and like yep. and it yeah it sends you to the streets or it sends you to fucking heroin or it sends you to buy in and Pills from people that you know they're not yours to other people's prescriptions, trying to bring prescriptions in from other countries. It's yeah. you know, it this. leads to
1: a strong black market, which is that's exactly how we ended up with the opioid crisis. It was self-induced, you know. It was it was I mean, some. You could probably put the blame on big pharma and you know equally so the entire medical industry for actually yeah. you know pushing the shit right. And it, you know it's just careless. I agree. And, I mean, I think that, that one's as. Like, I don't think you have to look any farther than that. You get a company that's trying to make a bunch of money selling, you know, their drugs on, you know, like any drug company. And and then you get doctors that are getting incentives to push it out. Yeah. And then now you got everybody addicted to heroin. Right. But, but I mean, that's, that's just, I think that's part of, you know, why again, to go back to Giuliani bring it all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that's why you see people like Giuliani going on Fox News, and because it's engagement, it's it's engagement to try to push their version of whatever. Well, you know, it's it's everything's being played out in the court of public opinion right now.
0: Well, and I think the scandalous thing that people are finding about Rudy Giuliani is that he's been on the council like Trump's fucking lawyer law team for like fucking three days or something like
1: that. You know? Yeah.
0: I think that's what people are are like so shocked about you know is either he's talking out of his ass
1: that's what or, i because i texted you i was like dude you sent me that article yeah. about this and i was like and that's what sent me down the rabbit hole right and i was like oh dude giuliani was on hannity oh boy and right. then that turned into the next morning him doing fox news and i was watching all the videos of it and and i was like he just got hired on and he's like his homeboy like what is what is this a strategy thing is this a yeah just G- giuliani shooting at the hip yeah i mean and, but. Well, and uh-huh. now
0: Donald Trump has come out and said that that he was wrong, right? He said, uh, and virtually everything said has been said incorrectly. And it's been said wrong or it's been covered wrong by the press, Mr. Trump said. Uh, and it just, uh, Mr. Giuliani, who joined Mr. Trump's legal team last month, right, said he just started a day ago, Mr. Trump said, speaking to reporters on Friday as he left Washington to attend an NRA Association convention in Dallas He's a great guy, and he'll get his back straight. And this is from an article on the New York Times.
1: Yeah, because that was just today, right? Yes, yeah, Trump undercuts
0: Giuliani about payments to Stormy Daniels yeah. because it was just like Wednesday night or Thursday night that it had to be
1: Wednesday night. I think. Yeah, that. it was Wednesday night for the hands on hand and, and yeah. then uh, yeah, for, uh, Thursday morning. Yeah, so yesterday morning it was Fox and Friends. Yeah, but so it's. I mean, and, I don't mean, and know we didn't why. even talk about last week when Donald Trump. Called into Fox and Friends and just yeah. did that full thing, but well, and I don't know
0: why Rudy Giuliani would would lie about it. You yeah, you know, like why he would lie about. The, I mean, because it's not like he's inexperienced about talking in public. He was the he was the mayor for however many goddamn years. Like, so yeah. I don't I don't know why he would come out and lie about it. You know, but again, we've seen Donald Trump lie fucking weekly. You know, it, conservatively, <laughs> we've seen him lie weekly. So I don't. Yeah, it's, again, you know, it's yeah. if, if do you if, trust? I if I'm case, reading tr- the signs, I trust you know? more Giuliani, right? And not that I love Rudy Giuliani, but I don't. Again, I don't have any reason to believe that he's lying about this, right? I have way more reason to believe that he came on the legal team and he. F- shit. Sorry. that's It's for, for me <laughs> to take a probiotic. Um. And so I. What the fuck was... Oh, I don't have any yeah. reason to believe that he's lying. You know, I have yeah. way more reason to believe that he came onto the legal team and read all of these files and all this bullshit, gained all the exposure to everything that that Michael Cohen had. Because I, I'm assuming that he would be dumped into the investi- the investigation going on between Cohen and the FBI, you know, to help mm-hmm. deal with that. Yeah. So I'm sure that he... I'm not sure. I would think that he has exposure to those documents and all of that bullshit. So he's seen that, and now he's coming out to be like, let me just try and clear the air about what's going on here. Yeah, and but,
1: I, and like at least as, <clears throat> as it would pertain to like his statements on the Stormy Daniels thing and saying that was all done legit and all that. I think that as a lawyer, he came in and was like, hey, you got no problems here. You know, if anything, you Cohen's got a problem, and that's not our problem. And he said, well, I'm going to make a political move for you. You know, and now, you know, Donald Trump is having to – to make up maybe for his lie right? when, you know, when he was on air force one and he was directly asked and he just said, no, no. Yeah. And so he's trying to just keep on with that narrative, even though he's been, that's my guess. It's he's trying he's to undercut there. the undercut, even though there was no oath. I mean, any lies all the time. Why would he care about this lie? But, um, but, yeah, that's kind of why, like, I believe Giuliani, at least, yeah, you know, and I, I think I, I would believe him more over Trump right now as it pertains to the Stormy Daniels stuff anyways. Yeah. But, I mean, he also talked about how he thinks uh, Jeff Sessions should step down and and uh, Rob Rod Rosenstein, the assistant attorney general needs to step down. That's and like all this stuff. It's like, that's there's so much more. and Like, wait a minute. OK, pump the brakes. I believed you about the Stormy Daniels stuff, right. but what the fuck are you talking about now? Well, and why the, why are you doing this? this? That makes no political sense. The either. talks about
0: uh, about Rod Rosenstein being fired is actually what brought on the articles of impeachment. That is why. That's, that's what it was. Yes, that's right. Is because, and so that's what they're waiting for. Is because there's always fucking talks about people being fired, right? Whether it's uh, who, what is his name, the old man? Not McMaster's because he already got fired. What's the other guy?
1: Um. Uh. At, what, do you remember the position?
0: He maybe his chief of staff. What's his chief of staff's oh, name? Oh,
1: uh, yeah. General. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, I feel terrible. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, the other <laughs> general. So
0: because there's been talks about him being fired and now talks about and of course talks about Jeff Sessions being fired. I've had the written down in my notes for like weeks and now talks about Rod Rosenstein being fired because he's the one that appointed the special counsel after Jeff Sessions recused himself, right? And the only way to get somebody involved in that, this is a big one, but follow me on this one. Theoretically, the only way to get somebody ahead of the Mueller investigation that can work on the side of Donald Trump would be to fire Rod Rosenstein and hire somebody else there because Jeff Sessions has already recused himself. Yes. Yes. Oh, General Kelly. Yes. Uh, General Kelly. And so there's been talks about him being fired as well, right? So all three of these people, there have been talks about them being fired. And so when the talks about Rod Rosenstein came up, that's when whoever was in the Senate, and I will look that up on Tuesday when I listen to this, and mm-hmm. I'll tweet about it. Whoever was, got enough people to, to begin talking it. about RL's because I'm impeachment. And they said, if he fucking fires Rod Rosenstein, we're putting this shit up. Because that's that's the, the quote-unquote red line right of Congress mm-hmm. would be not to make it sound any less legitimate. Because I, I would think that they would do it, especially with the midterms coming. If they can get big enough numbers... They'll they'll try and do it, especially if they've got a reason to do it, you know. And if he fires Rod Rosenstein,
1: that's it. That's like, it. That is yeah. That's and, the
0: dumping off point for, for the articles of
1: impeachment, regardless of whether I can agree with that decision to to push impeachment because of Rod Rosenstein or not. Because I don't. Just because of all the Comey stuff, it makes me question Rod Rosenstein sometimes. But we in the but we
0: don't know. The only argument I would say to that is that we don't know the Comey's lying, right? Cuz the and only that's the person thing. we don't know. Only person that directly says that Comey's lying is Donald Trump and people who work for Donald Trump. Like and,
1: like Giuliani, he called it dude so many times. He was like yeah, he yeah. Called, yeah. And he, most of that stuff can only on
0: Comey a lot. Can only be confirmed like we said uh, because it's a conversation between Donald Trump and James Comey. So when mm-hmm. the people that know the truth are Donald Trump or James Comey or conversations between uh, James Comey and the Deputy Director Andrew McCabe.
1: Right, yep. you know, the questions about leaking stuff to the yeah. FBI. Did you because, leak? Well, it's, yeah. Right. What is it's? What's your definite? You know, depends on what your definition of uh, is is. Yeah. And so the only people that know the truth about, if you listen to the episode last week, we talked to Drew about that.
0: Right. The only people that know the truth about that conversation and exactly the words were used is Andrew McCabe and James Comey. And at yep. this point. They may not even know because we don't know how long ago that happened that they had the conversation. So we don't know, you know. Yep. So there's not even any guarantee that they could accurately describe to you because if they've ran it back enough times in their head, then they've convinced themselves that that's the way the conversation played oh, out. Yeah. And that's how they remember it. Yeah, you know, memory is so, so
1: jacked up. Yeah, you know, you can convince yourself you did something that you definitely didn't do right. if you believe it over a long period of time, and yeah, and that's another, you know, every aspect of this stuff it just it makes everything so confusing because much like the the comey and mccabe stuff we'll never ever know the truth yeah because there's no evidence ever it's just just conversations he said we don't know
0: i okay so i don't want it because this is partly related right but i heard the other day and this something it tied something in for me and i have it written down here i don't remember who said it but i heard the other day Something that filled in a block for me, right? That Uh Comey says, I guess in his book, that he leaked the memos after Donald Trump tweeted that he better hope that there's no tapes, right? Mm. So James Comey's version of the story, right? And this is just a little background. One of the things that people shit on James Comey for is they said that he released classified documents, right? And that's the memos, right? Memos that he took that may or may not involve classified information, right? So, James Comey says that he released those memos after Donald Trump said that James Comey should hope that there isn't any tapes. Because James Comey thought, if I put these out and there's tapes, he'll have to release the tapes to defend himself and then people will know exactly what happens. Yeah. So, that is how that came out. And I didn't... I didn't have those exactly in order, you know, so James Comey's story is that he released the memos in a response to Donald Trump may or may not claiming, you know, possibly claiming that there's tapes of the conversation, Hmm. which makes that makes sense to me. Right. Whether or not that's the truth, I don't know, but it's but it's a line of logic that I can follow. And that's what we were talking about last week. When it comes to James Comey, that's what I have to try and follow. You know, it's because I don't know the truth. I have to see which information makes the most sense. And wow. I can see if I put myself in in my James Comey mind of being really egotistical and and being really full of myself, like people are saying that he is. You know, I can follow that line of logic. That yeah. I'm like if, if you know, sitting there in my house and I see the tweet and I'm like, motherfucker, if there's tapes, then he has to release it, and then I'll definitely come out on top. People will know that I'm telling the truth. People yeah, we can will compare know and contrast.
1: F- we'll see who's right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So that's the James Comey story, you know, because that makes sense.
1: Yes, that, what, that makes sense. That when makes you sense. you think to about me. what a normal person would do, it's like, well, hey, I, I, I'm going to write all this shit down and I'm going to drop all this stuff because if he thinks he's going to, you know, get me on this, which is complete bullshit. Yeah, I got. I, I'm going to present evidence against it.
0: Let me put the burden of proof on you. Right? Because this is my proof. This is, as the director of the FBI, I sat down and I took notes. Right? And you can take that as a truth because I'm the director of the FBI, or you can think that I'm a fucking liar. Right? But I've said my piece and I've wrote this book and now it's on you. If you have proof that you didn't say this besides just your word, then let's fucking see it. But Mm -hmm. I've got these memos that say that I I wrote them on these days after I had these conversations. Yeah. Right? And I've not looked at the memos myself, but... I yeah. would assume if they didn't say those dates, somebody would have talked shit about it by now. And I've not heard anybody say yeah. anything about that. There so I'm no sure tapes. that they're dated when he had the conversation. Like he said, he went home no, or bet. went to his yeah. office and wrote that fucking memo. So yep. I think that that's the more shit like this I hear, it, that should make sense. You know, like I said, I don't know if it's true, but and it's just, even it on like a, the a CYA,
1: you know, like a, a normal person going, hey, yes. I'm going to cover my yes. ass because this is I know this just from experience. This is going to be a problem. Especially
0: like, someone who's the director of the FBI. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like For knows. a
1: long time, he was a lawyer, and
0: then worked in the intelligence, and then was the director of the FBI. Like that's. Yeah. No matter what you think about him, you know he's got the expertise. He has the experience that mm-hmm. would lead to something like that. Yeah,
1: and all we do now is all this stuff is is just it's live stream mudslinging. Yes. Still. and it's, it's all 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, it's, it's all just crazy. social bullshit that you know doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the law. And doesn't have anything to do with policy, or you know, and that's whenever we have a real controversy, uh, that's when we, uh, we, uh, that's when we, you know, we hear about it because it, yeah. cro- it it gets real close to that, like hey, there's a law here that might apply, you know, that's when they the controversy explodes, right? But it's again, I just go back to like it's all got to be just because we're so plugged in. We're so all in, involved in that world now, whereas before it was just you got what you got from the newspapers. And I and it's like it's like a live action reality TV show. And know? I think that that speaks to why
0: largely the collusion idea is not a daily thing anymore, except for through the president, right? Is because collusion, as they found out, is not a legal term. It's just it's a social political term that that people use, right? Yeah. Which is not cool, but it's not something that you can yeah. go to jail for, right? You
1: can, you can get impeached over it. But you can't politically, go to jail for but it. you can't go to jail for it. because I it's, think there's no a law against and it. And so I
0: think that's why it's not something that people are so rampantly talking about. Like like we talked about, the president talks about it all the fucking time. He's constantly talking about collusion, but I don't see even that word coming out of the media that often unless they're talking about something that Donald Trump said. Right in the beginning, when he first got elected. Collusion was fucking everywhere, you Got know. Everywhere, but, but when it became widespread, that that's not a legal term. Like that's a political term that has some, you know, which is fine because, like you said, it's you, you it's it's impeachable. If you can prove collusion, because those are both political processes, yeah, you can do it, you know. But mm. because it's not legal, you know, because it won't fuck Donald Trump up for life, you know. Because if it's just collusion, he can do him, and if the articles of impeachment start to come out, he can pull a Bill Clinton. He can, be, well, I'm just gonna step out, and we'll just call it good, you know but if it's a legal thing you know then they're then they're going to get him and and Robert Mueller is going to sit there and he's going to wait for him to get out of office and then he's going to press the charges yep. you know so i think that that's why i think you're correct and i think that that's why collusion has been you know like i said widely not completely but widely kind of not really talked yeah, about it you anymore. don't really hear that because it's, it's not legal you know yeah. it's just uh, just That's makes f- him look shitty and he already looks shitty you yeah. know he already <laughs> looks terrible so who <laughs> he cares? does a good like, job of that on like, his own exactly so who gives a shit you know we'll just we'll just keep doing this yeah so i i
1: think that i think that you're correct i think other when it comes to like the giuliani thing being on hannity and, and fox news i think we've kind of we've you hit every angle that you really can because you realize that again you realize that this is just a surface issue, and then you then you start talking about the deeper things again. And of course, we don't know the answers to pretty much any of that shit. So we just go, okay, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Right. We'll, we'll take the next piece of news. But uh, uh, so I think we can wrap up talking about Giuliani being on Fox News. And about a lot.
0: We talked about Michael Cohen as well. Yeah. So that because, was that was a couple of different. It's, it's a
1: great. It's a great thing. Because even though the interviews itself, you know, with Giuliani Hannity and then again on Fox and Friends in the morning, like there's only so many angles because you're always, you're just, this is one guy's story. And then, okay, well, let's just play around with, you know, how does that apply to the Michael Cohen situation? How does it apply to this situation? But, which is another reason it's so (coughs) tantalizing because (laughs) I love to explore, like, what are all the possibilities with this new information? Right. But speaking of information, last Saturday, right after we did the podcast that night, was the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yes. With, uh, and I don't know, I really don't know why they do this. I started looking into, like, I watched last year's, like, comedian that came up. But for whatever reason, they have Mitty a comedian Hassan that comes up. that they have what a, that guy's name is? Yeah, it was The Daily Show, I think. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's a correspondent for the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Yeah, but this year we had uh, uh, Michelle Wolf come up, who's another comedian. Yeah, and for whatever reason, we have these comedians come up, and uh, apparently it's supposed to be kind of a roast. You know, uh, I went back and watched one where uh, actually the president usually apparently is there. Yes, because Trump hasn't gone to years. Trump hasn't gone, but apparently, you know, at the end of it, like it's it's a roast kind of the president from the press, but then the president gets up like a normal roast and then, you know, fires back and, right. you know, and it's supposed to be this fun thing, but now it's just, it's turned and, into like this thing where everybody gets up there and just shits on people.
0: And I had, I had only heard of Michelle Wolf one time, right? When I watched that hilarity for charity that I talked about, the Seth Rogen special on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Um, she was one of the stand up comedians on there. And I think she probably did like five, maybe six minutes. Um, and I thought that she was really funny, right? Like, but when on I that heard that show. she was going to do, yeah, on the, on the hilarity for charity. And I also thought she was playing the correspondence dinner, right? Um, and the, so I have kind of mixed feelings about it, right? Um, but when I heard that she was doing it, like what I saw is exactly what I expected, you know, because mm-hmm. I had seen her comedy before. So I have to assume that all the people that hired her knew exactly what the fuck they were going to get. And I had listened to an episode of, uh, Deconstructed. Right. One of those intercept podcasts. And it had Mehdi Hassan on it. Right. And he was talking about when he had done the correspondence dinner. And he said when he went there, he's like, people told me things that I maybe should not talk about. But nobody told me what I could and couldn't say. Right. Like nobody censored me. Nothing like that happened. They said maybe the press probably won't appreciate this, you know, Mm -hmm. but in the end, what you do is what you do, you know. So. They may even read over her material, you know, but in the end, like, the choice is up to her so you know that it's not yeah, – you're going to get her. You're going to yeah. get Michelle Wolf, you know. Which so. makes
1: sense coming from – like, I know next to nothing about Michelle Wolf. That was the first comedy thing I've ever seen her do. Yeah. But, you know, and there's just – from all the time I've been listening to Joe Rogan, you know, I've learned a lot about, like, what a comic's life really is like and, you know, a really good – you know, I mean, it's a hard work, man. And – you know, when it comes to doing getting up there and doing something like stand up or like in Michelle Wolf's case, I mean, I don't think that you could possibly have a decent comedian there who will be at their best because what kind of room is that to play off of? I mean, that's a big thing in a comedian's act is getting, you know, in touch with the room, the audience, and then feeding off their energy and. I mean, it's a press correspondence dinner, man. Well, and it's she's formal. I mean, how do you expect to have that kind of thing? And so, regardless, I don't think because I, I didn't think she was very funny. That was me. I oh watched the whole thing. I laughed a lot. I, was, I laughed at a couple things, but it, for one, I had never seen her before, and yeah. maybe I just didn't know what to, what to expect at a correspondence dinner. I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't know what this is supposed to be, but I didn't. I wasn't digging it. Right. And then I watched the one from last year. And it was the same thing. And it's just, it's almost like watching a comedian bomb, like just for 20 minutes.
0: Well, so I heard she did an interview either with NPR or with the New York Times. Uh, It had to be NPR or else you would have heard it also. So I think it was on up first and she was talking about how it's kind of, it
1: was, I I just didn't get to it the other day.
0: So I think that she, she was talking about how hard it is to do that because first of all, it's hard when people are, At a formal event. Because people don't laugh as much when they're in formal clothing. Yeah. Right? She said, secondly, it's a round table event. So, half of the people aren't facing you. You know what I'm saying, and maybe they'll turn around if they want to, but a lot of them aren't going to want to because they're in suits and shit, and they're going to want to face forward. Like I'm saying, know. like what kind of event exactly. is that? And then she's she also said, she's like, and because of the way that the room is shaped, you can't hear shit up there. She's like, so you don't even know if the jokes you're telling are landing. She's like, you could be bombing, and you would not even know about it. Like, yeah. so you have to just keep going you know and just hope that it's like the jokes are landing and the shit's funny and it is what it is there's no connection at all and i thought like i said i i thought it was funny like i enjoyed it um, but i maybe because i knew like a little bit of what i was getting into you know Mm -hmm. um but i also the other side of it i thought this doesn't help legitimize the media yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) like this doesn't help the, especially like the left, the, you know, the quote unquote leftist media, like the left leaning media, this doesn't help you look like you, you don't hate Donald Trump. You know, this doesn't make you look like somebody who you, d- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it looks bad. It makes you look like a never trumper, you know, and that's not good because that's the exact thing you're trying to fight against. You know, is that, yeah, we don't hate Trump. We're just trying to be honest reporters, you know, but when you invite somebody who is going to perform comedy like that, I think it delegitimizes that and it gives credit to Donald Trump's argument that oh well the fucking Correspondent center is dog shit anyway. And it gives credit to Ben Shapiro's argument of well it's bullshit anyway and we got invited and we didn't fucking go because we knew this was gonna happen, you know? Yeah. And I listened to what Ben Shapiro said on it and he he was not happy. He didn't no, think it he was he funny. Was not. He wasn't impressed, you know, he didn't like that lady.
1: And see, that was the thing, because I saw that when that came up on his show and I was like, Oh, this is about that thing And it's like I hadn't watched all of it yet so I was like I'm not going to listen to him beforehand and then when I listened to him I said okay I can see where he's coming that's a very Ben Shapiro thing to say about this thing that happened
0: and that's what I told my wife because we we watched it on Wednesday it was the first time I've ever watched Ben Shapiro before Mm -hmm. and I didn't like it A (laughs) lot of the shots are really close to his face, you know, and I really didn't enjoy that. Yeah, Uh, when it's like a better like a view like this of him, I could get down on it. But there's parts of it where it's really close to his face, and he's looking at other stuff and looking at his nose, so he's not even looking at this camera. I was not a fan of that. Yeah, but we watched it, and yeah, he he was shitting all over it, you know. Oh yeah, and I from that's what I told Jordan is I what he's saying doesn't surprise me. Like, nope. it does not surprise me to be hearing this from Ben Shapiro. Yeah. This is very much what I expected when I put on this episode. Yeah. I don't agree, but I, this is what I expected to hear from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I thought it was funny because I was able to sit back and separate myself from it and be like, oh, so this is, this is just 20 minutes of stand up. Like, this isn't even a speech or any type of anything. Like, she used yeah. it a little bit for political stuff. Like you said, when she talked about, like, you guys act like you hate Trump. But you're constantly making money off of him. Like yeah. he revitalized the media and gives you work every fucking day, you know, yeah. so at least acknowledge that or else you're all hypocrites, mm-hmm. you know. And at the end, she said Flint still doesn't have clean water. Yeah. You know, so there was a couple little moments where she did make it political, but largely it was stand up. It was it was 15 minutes of fucking stand up, mm-hmm. you know, so. What like, things? That's what it is, you know. It's it's not fucking. It's not a yeah. heartfelt speech that she wrote about. You know how good the media is. It was she shit on everybody a little bit, and she's obviously a little bit left leaning. So she shit on Donald Trump a little bit more, you know, in his side. Sarah Sanders and Kellyanne Conway. You know, it's like I said. It is very much what I expected from mm-hmm. more from that.
1: Yeah, and, and I just I don't know because watching that uh, the footage of. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, well, she was like right there, right on her, and she oh just, my god, like her soul looked crushed. I, and I was like, oh, I feel so bad for her. I told Jordan, I said, no matter what
0: anybody says, I commend Michelle Wolf because the fucking balls on her are oh. absolute titanium. Because yeah. holy shit, like,
2: like I could Sarah feel Sanders staring is daggers at me.
0: five fucking feet from her, and she says. Sarah Sanders burns facts and uses them to create a perfect smoky eye and then talks about she doesn't know what to call or makes fun of her family being inbred and all this shit. It was crazy. Like yeah. when she's five fucking feet from her. I don't <laughs> No matter what anybody says, congrats on that to you, Michelle Wolf, because holy shit, you have more fucking guts than I do, because I even sit on this podcast, I fucking hate Jeff Sessions. But if I would have seen him at Keyboard Days, I would have shook his hand and been like, hey. Good for you, dog. I hope you do a good job. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have said, I maybe if I was fucked up enough, maybe would have said, you have a really hard job. But guess what, I'm high right now. You know, like I maybe maybe would have said that to him, but I never would have addressed him on anything I didn't agree with him about. You know, yeah. So regardless of what anybody says, the f- the balls on that woman are fucking crazy. Like,
1: you can't you cannot deny that?
2: Good for you. You know. <laughs>
1: But but yeah, I mean and the I mean like the other side of the story you know, about the correspondence in, right. dinner was the reaction to it. Watching everybody take a side, it was it was insane. I just and then realizing going back and, and like watching the other one, I was like, Oh, okay, this is just a thing that they do. Yeah. The it's lack just, of it's kind of awkward that like the technical roasty isn't there, but you know whatever. This is your gig, and uh, but for people to all of a sudden be like, "Well, I can't believe," I mean, this thing, this just shouldn't be allowed. This is just, this is just insane. Like this is just stupid. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, it wasn't up until it was till you were getting shit on. You yeah. know, it's like
0: it's it's a lack of a, of of objectivity. Like it's just yeah. it is a like you said. I, I mean, like I said, you, you have to look at it like it's fucking 20 minutes of stand-up because that's what it yeah. is. Like, this isn't because a you know, heartfelt right, speech about America. Like, can it's you imagine
1: just, Donald Trump getting up there and, like, just shooting back? Well, and maybe... That,
0: I would have I paid money to... You could have made that pay-per-view, man. And maybe, or maybe it wasn't marketed the right way because it was on C-SPAN. You could watch it on C-SPAN. Like, that's where I watched the video from was the yeah. C-SPAN YouTube page, you know? Yep. So maybe it's not marketed the right way anymore, you know, because it's not... It's a formal event... But it's not extra formal. It's not even formal like the Oscars, you know, because you can't go up at the Oscars and, and take serious digs like that. It, not yeah. serious because it's a joke, you know, whether, I mean, that can be debated all fucking day. But, like, you know, you don't say shit like that at the Oscars. So it's not even as formal as that anymore, you know. Yeah. So maybe it's just not being marketed the right way. Like, maybe that's the. Maybe
1: the problem is that it's being marketed. We're, like, watching it like it's supposed to be, a right. like, a uh, you know an actual roast one. Well, I don't but know. But then it's just like, well, this is just a bunch of, it's, it's a bunch of like stuffy, you know, journalists and politicians. Very much the same as the Oscars and such in yeah. that way. Except they try to make it into a comedy thing. It's like, you, you guys are just doing it the wrong way. Right. Just get up there and have a bunch of people make some crappy, heartfelt speeches like you always do. And then just, Let's just make it into that, if, if well, that's what I kind wonder, of show
0: this is. I wonder where where else it was aired on, right? Like, what other channels, or if it was just on C-SPAN. Because if it's on, like, other channels like ABC and NBC and shit, you know, I could see that that's a problem. Because, yeah. But if it's just on C-SPAN, you know, know, then, like, it's obviously not marketed that well. Because she even said in there, like, this is on C-SPAN, which is a channel that nobody watches. Like, you know, so... I think that it depends. I don't know.
1: I only watched it on C-SPAN, so I don't know where else it was yeah. aired on. I feel like I – because I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. And I, I did, too. Like I, watched, I watched, it watched it on C-SPAN's YouTube. I feel like I, I watched it via, like, NBC or something. Yeah. And it, like I said, I don't know. It may, have, may very well have but been I aired on other channels. Doubt, I don't know. I wouldn't doubt that for a second yeah. just because of how hot politics is now. They go, hey, we can make a shit ton of money if we all broadcast this. Right. And so then they do. And, of course, because it's a C-SPAN – event yeah you know because it's all the white house correspondence. why wouldn't they cover it it's you know that's their thing and uh but yeah i I just (laughs) wrong audience wrong venue for a roast man i think that's really what it comes down to and regardless of whether or not she thought you know you thought she was funny or not you know it's probably i was probably sitting there expecting something that i didn't get and then i was like oh i didn't know it was going to be like this
0: and you just you just can't take it that seriously yeah you know because it's that's, obviously not anymore it's yeah. not one you of those know. things so you have to look at it like i said like 20 minutes of fucking stand-up because that's what it is it's the same thing as going to see joe rogan or fucking jim gaffigan or any of those you know comics that you like john mulaney any any of those dudes like it's it's the same thing. It's they're not. Maybe some of them like Joe Rogan talk about some serious stuff sometimes. But at the end maybe. of the day, when he's making a joke about Chris Jenner turning Bruce Jenner into a woman, that you know, like so that's great. it's a joke. Like yeah. it's just his stand up. I mean, it's him, just him on his podcast
1: is not like, just him doing stand up all the time. Right. Like him on his pod, on his podcast is just him. And it and, is sometimes because th- yeah.
0: he's a comedian, you know. Yeah, so yeah, when sometimes. he makes a
1: joke, you have to
0: understand that it's a fucking joke. Like, but. If you're unable, to, if you lack that objectivity, you know, like we said earlier, then then you're gonna be upset every time. Like you mm-hmm. have to be able to take the step back, and see it for what it is, instead of yeah. just somebody trying to offend you, you know, because it rarely is somebody trying to hurt your yeah. fucking feelings with whatever they're saying.
1: Like, yeah, because regardless of the venue, regardless of the audience, it's supposed to be a roast style comedy event right and so if you go there looking for something serious and then that's what you get you're gonna be disappointed you're gonna be disappointed every time and i think the problem was is i didn't know when i jumped in and that's probably why i didn't think she was very funny yeah you know i'd be interested to go back now i just wonder if my palate is ruined because i thought it was
0: funny because i think that like harsh humor is funny you know um, mm-hmm. and so that's why I thought it was funny was just like oh my god I cannot believe that she's saying that shit in front of those people you yeah know? Uh, <laughs> you go, what but, are you doing I know but that's also a particular type of comedy so I could like tell him, oh, Steve sure. Dave you know the first couple of times you listened to it you didn't like it you know so that's a that's a very particular type of comedy to listen to some three dudes talk like that for an hour and a half to sometimes three or four hours you yeah. know so I can understand why people would not like it but then at the same time you have to just take it as something else you don't like a movie or an artist or something like that that you don't like you know if you don't like rap music you don't like rap music you know you like nope. other shit it's the same idea i just don't think this woman is funny you know yep. i don't think medi hassan is funny i don't think joe rogan is funny so yeah watch some other shit you know maybe you like older shit you know yeah
1: that's maybe you're to- just like a a Cosby classics, right. or
2: you know, that just know.
0: means you're not the audience for this. Yeah. You know, maybe I am because, like I said, I thought it was fucking funny. Like I thought she yeah. was really funny.
1: And I wonder if, like next time, like I said, if next time it comes around or if I can watch it again, yeah, if I could, if I could sit back and be like, okay, this is just what this is. Let it's, me just, it's worth the time if you need a laugh. You know, yeah, if you can if you can look at it
0: like that and just take it for what it is. I think it's worth like, like I said, like the 20 minutes maybe that it, it takes to watch it. It's super harsh. And if you're into politics, at least a little bit, if you've listened to some of what we've done, you know, you'll probably get like most of it. So I think it's yeah.
1: it's it, worth fucking listening to. You know what kind of got? One of the jokes that I laughed at, I wrote it down. It was, uh, you remember the Roy Moore joke? <laughs> yeah, she's like, yes. I'm 10 years too young to host this event. And I'm 20 years too old for Roy Moore. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, get him.
0: After she said she was 32 uh, years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was harsh, so bro. That's what I'm saying. It was shit
0: like that, you know. That if you pay a little bit of attention to politics, and not even a lot, like just kind of pay attention to the headlines, like you'll understand most of it. And it, yeah. I thought it was fucking funny, yeah. like just because, like I said, because it was so harsh. It was so it was rash. Harsh. I did not expect it.
1: Like, so I'm gonna watch that that special you're talking about, the Seth Rogan one because i want to see what she's like just on the reg like i said she just did did
0: like five or six minutes maybe you know like because there i think there was four different stand-up stand-ups and i think the thing was maybe an hour and a half or two hours you know and there were some sketches and some stand-up and some cartoons and some regular shit and so it's it was funny yeah she was on there and then um, another another woman, I don't remember what her name was, but I've seen her on other shit since then. And then Michael Shea, who mm-hmm. is on Saturday Night Live, he does the weekend update opposite of Colin Jost. Okay. Hi.
1: You know, it's uh, wifey's yeah. home. Jordan is in there with the dogs. Yeah. So the dogs yeah. will settle in a moment. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: we
0: didn't know, or else I would have.
2: No, it's all good. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jordan asked me to call her
1: when she was getting here. But, uh, oh, we're... <laughs> yeah. I'm not communicating <laughs> with you, my friend. That's all right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. But yeah. So that's what was... You know, that was the big to-do about the White House Correspondence Dinner. Yeah. I mean, it, Yeah. Like I said, at, at the end of it, I don't think... All you can do is say, you just have to remember that it's supposed to be a comedy show. So you got to Take it for back. what it is. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's perfectly perfectly reasonable. Yeah. What else uh um do you want to talk about Ronnie
0: Jackson because that's it's a little bit older news but yeah. um, I think that it's worth bringing up especially for for people who haven't been paying attention I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. And um, I'm
1: so just I'm gonna start off by giving you kind of a basis of my understanding about Ronnie Jackson. Yes. so Ronnie Jackson is the was the White House doctor for the President.
0: Yes, I believe that he got put in here. I have an article here that will tell us sweet uh, he was appointed by President Obama to be the White House physician. Um, I thought that it was under Bush, but he w- he was appointed Rear Admiral like a long time ago. he's He's been in the Navy for a long time. so he was Rear Admiral before. I believe, before he was put okay. in as White House doctor.
1: Okay. But anyways, so he he was recently put up, or he was nominator, he was going to run for uh, uh, head of the VA job. Veterans, Veterans Affairs, job. yeah. Yep. The head of the Veterans Affairs, which was a, huge con- yeah, it was a huge deal.
0: Second largest department in the government. Veterans Affairs,
1: and I think so. by far the number one, it's the biggest healthcare system of the nation. I believe so. Yes, and uh, so, anyways, he was up for that, and he ran into some controversy because some people were saying that he was kind of a drug peddler. Yes, you know, he was a drunk that would was found occasionally passed out, and uh, so this the the doctor to the president of the United States being you know who's supposed to be on call all the time. Yeah. Um, So
0: there this was, yeah, excessive drinking on the job. And so I heard one time it was twenty three people that were both like either active duty and worked for him or used to work for him. that came out and provided these allegations. Right. Yeah. And so some of them were excuse me, them. Like you said, that he had excessive drinking, right? And there was times where he was traveling with the president and they had needed him for something. Somebody went into his room to try and find him and he was passed out drunk. Like they couldn't wake him up. So they had to take his his tools and give them to somebody else so that they could do whatever they needed, yeah. you know? Uh, and then also that when he was on Air Force One, he had like dispensed uh narcotics to people, you know, like Xanax or Ambien and shit so that people could sleep, yeah. which I heard wasn't. Uncommon you know yeah. for the White House doctor, but it is a little bit different because this guy's being put up for i would it's as unacceptable as it is right I would say, like regardless because that's what leads to the fucking opioid crisis is people being misprescribed pills, right, yeah, but I think it's a bigger deal in the media because he's being put up for a new position also because he's being nominated by Donald Trump right mm-hmm. to try and get after
1: Donald Trump and all the people that he's nominated but um again, would this issue even be a thing if we weren't all plugged into it um but that's another we, we don't need to talk about that yeah. that's another question but uh but yeah anyways he eventually uh like seceded he he stepped down from his running rescinded right? his rescinded uh, yeah his his candidacy yes that's, there you that's go. That we piece that <laughs> sentence together buddy yes. <laughs> yeah but uh so that's kind of the, just the basis of what i really know and just judging by that information i i just kind of decided okay well this just seems like i don't care about this whatever let's just get another doctor in there i don't really care right and so i just kind of quit caring i said you know whatever this is i feel like it's probably kind of a norm It probably won't be a norm anymore I think this is probably shown that this is going to fix this issue. It won't happen again. Yeah, I'm just okay. I'm. Done. I figured this issue is going to solve itself. I'm. I'm checked out.
0: I have something written here that I heard from NPR. Right. That mm-hmm. if you look at all of the positions in the White House, Trump has had President Trump has had a forty-nine percent turnover rate. Yeah, and that's only if you count each position one time. So that's not even including like. <laughs> The several people who have been, like, director of communications and, like, all the that mooch.
1: shit. The mooch. Oh, the mooch. Exactly.
0: So, that's counting each position one time. Wow. It's been 49% turnover. And that is fucking <laughs> excessive, nuts. to say the least. Yeah. yeah.
1: That doesn't surprise me, though. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the deal in the corporate world. I feel like that's probably kind of a norm. Uh, no way. No way. Because when I worked at... <laughs>
0: When I to push back on that, no, I guess I've never worked for the, when the corporate I worked, machine. When I worked at the call center, mm-hmm. right, that was my like my second job. Um, we had. I also had a friend who was a recruiter there, right. So his job was to get people to work there. The attrition rate there, the turnover rate there, was seven percent. Said that was ludicrous. Wow. So, so 49%, if 7% is absurd, 49% is <laughs> catastrophic. You know what I'm saying? 10-4. So yeah.
1: it's a very big deal.
0: Huge. Especially in one year. That's fucking crazy. Yeah.
1: I guess maybe it, I I just might get that feeling because I look at, Who's running it? And I go, eh. Well, that well, seems and so I bring that up because
0: because along with the Ronnie Jackson thing, it brings up questions about like the vetting process for the nominees. You know, like how well are they being looked at? That's true. If if there's a forty nine percent turnover, you yeah. know,
1: like what's the fucking deal here? I'm like, so that's a that's a sign that this is a good thing. That this is uh, this is just us realizing that this is how government has worked in the past. We're going, oh hey. We don't possibly, like possibly,
0: but this is the highest percentage that it's been. So it's not always worked like this. You know, the forty-nine percent is crazy. So yeah, the previous <laughs> turnover a, rates have not been anything like that. 49.
1: So can you imagine? So I don't, I don't think
0: that that identifies a trend necessarily.
1: But dude, a that problem, blows my mind. You know? I, like I try to think about that at my job, and I'm like, can right. I so that's what after, I'm saying. Like yeah, after two years, I've lost half the people. I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's insane. Wow. Putting it on that level kind of puts it into perspective. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, that's, and like I said, if, if there was that high, then we would have known about it way before now. And it's not. So yeah, it's not true. been that high in previous administrations. Like, Word. I don't think this is a trend. This is a, a dip, you know. It's in a the, dip.
1: But it does also, I guess, kind of help my argument that this is a good thing. That, uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. If it's there just, are problems in the vetting system, yeah, in the vetting process, like a, then it it's, is it's a good. This thing, is a yeah. thing, and that I'm glad that we're making a big deal about this, and this won't be an issue anymore. Something will get done, yeah. yeah. No, that, I agree. That, that's a good thing. That I agree with. For sure. And so, yeah, I Steve. think that's really all that. You got anything else you want to hit? Uh,
0: no, I don't think so. Admiral Ronnie Jackson, we're sending the nomination. Um, nope. There was a, right. there was a allegation that he crashed a government vehicle, but then I read that that wasn't true. So I'm not sure. I feel like I um, remember that. Yeah. I'll look that up again that. again when I listen to this yeah. on Tuesday, I'll look that up while I'm at work um, and I'll fucking tweet about it, but I believe that I read something that said that that wasn't true. Yeah. Um, that there was no evidence of that, but there's still, I mean, if that's the only thing that wasn't true, obviously that's a problem because it brings up questions about the validity of the allegations but that wouldn't spoil everything for me because the one thing is not true you know so yeah
1: very very good point but yeah i just for whatever reason (laughs) i have a hard time like just committing myself to that one because you know if you find you know something that that you want to talk about like if you find this topic that is like hey i really want to look into this like it's a rabbit hole, and you yeah. go down, and you're committed, and it takes effort. And I just, maybe I looked at that one, and I was like, I don't want to go there. Well, and I don't know, like I said, I don't
0: have, I didn't say this, but I don't have necessarily a position on it. I mean, I think that you're right that if if there is a problem in the vending system, then hopefully this would identify that. I don't necessarily have a deal either way, especially after I heard that the overprescribing of meds thing is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't, Ronnie Jackson, like that's, if he i don't know enough about him to try and start to judge that right because i don't know what his history has been in his service like i don't know if if he's if he's done like some tours and shit you know then the alcoholism like I can, you know you yeah. knows like start to understand that like there you know if he's just been kicking it on shore the whole time and he's just like been drinking a lot like that's probably not good you know either way it's not good because you have to have your shit handled if you're going to be traveling with the president you know yeah. so there's a thing that begin to color my my opinion of him, but I also don't know enough about him before this to, to try and like really decide about yeah. him as a person. You
1: know, I don't think that he's, yeah. Cause how, I mean, that's yeah. tough. How do you make a judgment? Cause you have to judge somebody's character without knowing anything about him. Right. That's tough. And
0: that's, so that's why I think that it's unfortunate that he didn't get a confirmation hearing, you know, cause I think if he would have gone to the hearing, I could have listened to it for seven hours and had a little bit of better idea, but he rescinded his, when yeah. this started to come out, they he was set up for a confirmation hearing, but they postponed it. Like, it was supposed to happen the next day, and they postponed it indefinitely. And yeah. so, Cause he'd be I under never oath. got to hear him testify. And, yeah,
1: because yeah. he would have been under oath, and, you know, you would have had questions asked about whether this is standard practice. Or, right. You know, and then we'd actually have something to go off of. Right. And I would like to have heard that because, like you said, you know, I don't...
0: I can see some of the stuff that makes me think he probably shouldn't have this job, and when I hear that... He's maybe dealt with like, I don't know what they say, like a thousand people before. And this is like a few hundred thousand people that he's going to be in charge of now. Like yeah. maybe he's not equipped for that job, you know. Yeah. I also heard that he's leading like a really harsh work environment, you know, that he like really shits on people that like very harsh of people that are underneath him. So I so that's yeah, not good, how would that be good know? for the VA? Right, especially if you're going to, if you're dealing with a large organization, you don't want to set that precedent down the chain, you know, from the top and have everybody start. Dealing with all their uh, inferiors that way—if that's the correct term—like, you know, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to set that precedent from no. the top because that's no. not.
1: Yeah, and it it kind of goes to like you said before. I think, what do we think about this guy for this job? Right, you know, and that's just okay. Yeah. Then you look into his character, and then there's like, oh, there's skeletons here. Let's let's right. look at
0: these. So I'm not judging him as a person. You know, I just look at him just. At, for this job in particular because i don't like i said i don't know enough about him to to talk about justifications for his alcohol abuse or anything like that you know if there's a if there's a genetic predisposition or something like that there's all kinds of factors that play into people being an alcoholic so i don't i don't know enough to judge him as a person all i can do is look at like you said this position you know yeah word i agree with that
1: yeah for real i concur <laughs>
0: Do you have something else there that you want to talk about
2: something Not really else?
0: Well let's see here. Not really. <laughs> Send me up good, aren't you, bud? Send me up good.
2: Word.
1: Well, I got uh, to... I mean I have that little uh we were talking about that little segment that I was yes. thinking about.
0: Yep, let's see what you got. I have one for that that we can do before or after if you want. It's kind of a pop culture type deal that is a little bit similar to that.
1: I gotta like sit down for a minute.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm like
1: could, like, pass out or something. Are you all right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to sit down for a minute. I'm going to bring down the, the mic. Are you good? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. Do I you want... I can't call him. So, yeah. Hey. And we're back again to more Salt of the Streets podcast. This is still
0: episode uh, 12, right? 12, yeah. It is still episode 12, but it's Sunday, May 6th now,
1: 12.45 p.m. Yeah, we had kind of a... I had a little bit of an issue going on. Uh, we were recording on Friday last, uh, yeah, earlier this weekend. And, <laughs> about uh, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, about 10 seconds ago. So what you just heard was me passing out, losing consciousness for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was not a very fun time. Uh, that and is I the said, truth. Uh, that is not a joke at all, right? dude. I wanted to be such a champ too. I wanted to be like, yeah. I wanted to bounce back and be like, all right, let's finish this up. But I tried to let him no. get
0: you go to get Mexican food, but Word.
1: Just, I couldn't even stand up for more than like <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, but yeah, yes. we won't get into a so, cautionary tale. Just uh, you know, take care of your body; otherwise, it'll shut down on you during a podcast. Intermittent Make you look like an asshole.
0: Means eat. <laughs> During the day and not at nighttime. Word. <laughs> Always eat in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, uh, my wife was there and Carolina yeah, was thank there. Thank God. So Jordan, absolute, uh you know, round of a round of applause to Jordan. She was there in the couldn't thank to, you uh, enough. Yeah, to help, you know, yeah. knew exactly what to do with afi to help get him back on his feet, and because uh, Carolina was obviously super scared because she's your wife and yeah i was really fucking high so you know i, <laughs> and I uh, yeah. knew enough to hold you up but I called for my wife because i was like all right
1: what do we do <laughs> like, what do we do here yeah somebody so, was a dum-dum gave him some blueberries and some water and
0: uh, bounce back yeah. two days of rest and, and here we are so yeah
1: dude back. I to, like, yeah. just feel like you got hit by a train for like two days yeah oh that's wild but i'm like basically back to normal now and i'm going to the dock on monday Go check it out. Make sure everything's legit. Pretty sure it was all just self-induced malnu- malnutrition and yeah. exhaustion. You know, a lot of stuff. Yeah, got to take word. care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. man. Well, we'll, we'll all be on yourself. you now, the three yeah, of us. Yeah, for real. So. <laughs> it's going to be a new pre-show segment. Hey, what did off
0: eat today? Yeah, what have you had to eat? Or what are you eating right now to uh, prepare for this show? Word. Yeah. So, so we... Uh, we talked about... Um, Ronnie Jackson the last mm-hmm. time right, yeah. and we also talked about Rudy Giuliani a little bit. I have like like one more thing to add to that I think because we Rudy? talked about Rudy Giuliani right for a while. Okay, yeah, I'm that was sure. our first big one. <laughs> so I probably could have listened to the first hour and a half <laughs> today, but uh, didn't. So, um, so I think the thing I wanted to add to Rudy Giuliani right is because we were, thought it was really weird that he had gone on yeah and like and said that and whatever I was listening to today because I went into work for a little bit. Um, they said that Rudy Giuliani was saying that to try and highlight that there was no campaign finance violation. Like, mm-hmm. that was the intent. was yeah. In order, you know, to say, well, it wasn't campaign money. It was Trump's, like, it was his own personal money. So, there was no campaign finance violation. But I guess on Thursday, and I haven't listened to this press briefing yet, but I'm going to watch it today. When Sarah Sanders got asked about it... um, like why Donald Trump had denied it? She said, "Well, the president didn't know about that until then, and that's why." Yeah. So you're telling me that he paid $130,000 and didn't know about it? What? Yeah. I don't. I nah. don't fucking buy that. Even even somebody with all the dollars, you know, they they have somebody managing their money. If you spend $130,000, you're going to know about it. Yeah. They Three thousand dollars, I could see that he doesn't know about it, but $130, yeah. you know, that's not even to somebody with millions of dollars that's not a tiny amount of money.
1: You're still going to know. Exactly. And I feel like those kind of guys that have that kind of wealth are probably a whole lot more like tapped in. Anyways, they probably would notice that. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I I don't believe him for a second that he didn't know. Yeah. But at the same time I'm going, well, I mean, is it a campaign a campaign finance violation or just shady behavior? Yeah, or is it just like the typical shady shit? Well, it sounds ch- like Michael Cohen's end will be a full-on campaign finance violation. Yeah, because it it contrib- or it makes like a uh, contribution in kind, right? And so, but then the campaign will also turn around and get fined for that as well. Well, and he put the fifth too, Michael Cohen.
0: He did. The fifth. Like, yeah, he was like, I, you know, I'm just not gonna. I'm say. not gonna Which, talk about it. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to. They tell you, like, if you're a juror in a case where somebody pleads a fifth, you're like, you do, don't take that as like them uh, admitting their guilt. You know, they just yeah. don't want <clears throat> to. But that's unfortunately what it makes you think from the outside is that this mm-hmm. guy is fucking guilty. Yeah, uh, maybe he just doesn't want to. Maybe he knows that if you were to be interviewed by Moeller or something, that he, he would get fucked up. You know, because they're. The guy's oh, been yeah. in the game for so long that like you just some people aren't are matched up with their words. You know? Yeah.
1: So Yeah, I could see that. Especially in that world, man. Yeah. I mean this is two like shady worlds colliding. Right. You got the corporate crap and then you have the political crap, and all kind of colliding together. Right. And we all generally in the public know that like yeah. All, both those industries are incredibly shady and they get away with some fucked up shit and now it's like we're just getting it from both ends yeah. <laughs> just, oh come on Ride it. Yeah, but yeah yeah and you know it's funny too because when we talked about it on Friday there's been a couple more things that have just kind of come through the weeds and yeah, it's not going to be over you know I don't think we're ever going to hear the end of it until like there's some kind of you know court ruling or something like that. There's always going to be little tidbits that keep getting there, keep coming through the grapevine and then we're all going to sit there and like reevaluate the narrative. Yeah. Also, I want to correct myself cuz I said something about
0: just now. I just said something about Michael Cohen and Robert Mueller and they wouldn't have anything to do with each other because Michael Cohen's raid and all that has to do with the FBI investigation yeah. and not. That yeah. Not more. Yeah, just to be clear.
1: If anything, right. there would be questions related to the Cohen thing that right. would Mueller would probably ask Trump. Right, but,
0: and he could be like a witness or something in the Mueller investigation. But, oh yeah, for sure. As as to what he pled the fifth to, that's that has to do with the FBI investigation, not mm-hmm. Robert Mueller. Just to be yeah. clear, just so that that is yeah. understood. I picked that up, but yeah. good
1: clarification. Yeah, no. Just for I figured you would, but just for yeah for everybody. Cause we know how we talk to each other, but sometimes right. we got to explain to the people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think we did a pretty good job Friday before I went ahead and conked out that, <laughs> to cover like the major topics. Yeah. yeah we talked about you know, some good stuff. Cause we talked about Michelle Wolf. We hit up the, yes. the Giuliani thing. We talked about Peter Jackson. And I think I wanted Ronnie to Jackson jump into like this. This, this was kind of a, a little way for us to like convey some of our other political or social views yeah. without just being like, oh yeah, well this is the way I think about this. yeah. And so throughout last week there was a couple little news stories that popped up. Um, I remember seeing them all over the place. Uh, this first one I heard about on Philip DeFranco. I heard about it on Ben Shapiro and mm-hmm. just a bunch of articles. It was everywhere. Um, and it all revolved around this girl in Utah who was going to prom and I, you remember that story at all? Um, I didn't know about it until you mentioned it, and I asked Jordan about it. Okay, so so the the long and skinny of it
0: because I had this week off, so I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, that's right, I was doing a lot of whatever I wanted,
1: a lot of chilling because yeah. it's your time off. Yeah, but yeah, this girl she wanted to do something different for prom, and she got a traditional Chinese dress, mm-hmm. and it had a nice you know slit down the side and showed off a lot of leg and all this stuff, and um. But then the uh, SJWs jumped all over her because they were laboring that uh, cultural appropriation because she's not Chinese, yeah, and so they're like, well, you can't wear that because you're disrespecting Why? you know the Chinese culture blah blah, blah. anyways she. Online it was disgusting, and everybody was trying to blow her up. but then a lot of people started to take her side and defend her. You got a whole lot of uh you know actual ethnic Chinese people defending her and saying how they think it's great that a piece of Chinese culture like that can like is so beautiful that somebody on the outside would want to pick it up and rep right. it and it's like what's wrong with that i don't and that's what i 'm thinking is i don't understand what as long as
0: she is not wearing it in jest of that culture right as long as she's not like and you know yeah this is going to be racy but as long as she's not like look at this stupid chink dress you know yeah then who, who gives a shit like if she's wearing it because she likes it then why does it fucking matter yeah. like i don't understand well why it's done it's this... not her right you know <laughs> this is the same so i want to talk you about this like two weeks ago right Kay. fanny packs Fanny packs. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> because I heard I was listening to one of the day games the Mariners, I think it was like two weeks ago, and they're having like a Paxton Lynch fucking fanny pack night, where the first 10,000 people there get fucking fanny packs, right? And so, my fucking beef was... If I wanted to wear a fanny pack 10 years ago, as we have heard Joe Rogan discuss many a times, people would call you a faggot all day.
1: Oh, yeah, because so, Joe Rogan's all
0: about the fanny pack now. So, who decides one day that a fanny pack is okay to wear? Like, who is the person that that gets to decide that? You know what I'm saying? Because now it's fine. Like, as long as... Whatever. I don't know. As long as you meet some prerequisites to this, like, it's fine if you wear a fanny And I don't understand that. I don't get... You know, if you want
1: to wear a fanny pack, don't. I ain't gonna judge you. <laughs> I mean, I might a little bit. Yeah, but that's just because I don't know. I don't get down on the fanny packs. Coming down on the mic, topping out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're good. So, fanny packs. I mean, that that I don't think that necessarily calls into no. It's not, not the cultural appropriation. Just the so that's just a side note. But on the cultural like push, the I don't understand. The most white thing ever. Yeah, it's the fanny pack. <laughs> that's our piece of cultural appropriation <laughs>
0: I think I was listening to a Dave Rubin earlier this week and it was a free speech summit that he was doing um, where there was a woman who had like escaped Islam mm-hmm. um, like an Islamist not, not escaped the religion of you know but you know what I'm saying and uh, there was another guy there who was talking about the melting pot of America right this it was at the Ayn Rand Institute and he was like yeah. he was like the head I think that's of- Yaron Brook Yes, yeah. yeah. He's a really fascinating character. And he's I like, like him a lot. It's like the head of like objectivism or something like that at the Ayn yeah. Rand Institute. So he's yeah. obviously
1: a, a thinks on a, like an incredibly massive scale, you yeah. know. So if looking at the Ayn Rand and her, phoslo- her philosophy of objectivism, yeah. He is right now like the he's the leader, I guess. Right. And yeah, I think he's the head of the Ayn Rand Institute right now. So that means yeah. that You know, thinking objectively is thinking big
0: picture with no, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not thinking in a biased way. You're just thinking of things exactly as they present themselves, right? So, So he was talking about the melting pot of America, right? And he was like... It's like inherently like the good thing about it is that people came here with their cultures and they brought the good things and left the bad things.
2: Yeah. Right? We kind of like,
0: weed through it. It's like and that was exactly what's so good about being in America is like all the stuff that you have here, like almost all of it is good because that's what people want to bring here because they're leaving their bad cultures behind, you know. So I know I just don't understand that. Like yeah.
1: the, the entire argument behind cultural appropriation to me is null and void because we wouldn't have america without cultural appropriation and like you don't want to share that culture like that's like why would
0: you not you because that in itself like not wanting to share that wanting it to be kept to chinese people like that's like the scary nationalism that you accuse white people of that they want to keep america white like that's the same thing you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and that doesn't make any sense to me like even though you're not going out there with with tiki torches and whatnot and protesting shit like you telling a white person they can't do something because they're white is racist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's and no other way around it. Whether that's something you want to acknowledge or not, you know, and I'm not saying it's... I don't know. You know, I'm not saying that it's the same thing as fucking slavery, but it is racist. Like, yeah. To tell someone they can't do something because they are white is racist. It's not you know? okay. It's... That's not it's not something else just because you're white you know i don't we heard i don't we talked about it one time the argument that like you can't be racist towards a white person <laughs> because but you can be prejudiced towards them because yeah. race has to do racist has to do with like power and dominance you know and i don't That That only applies the truth in postmodernism, right? And that's racism is is judging somebody based on their race, as is directly implied in the title. Like I don't full
1: stop period. Yes, that's it. There's no asterisk. There's no power hierarchy, and who gets you know. That's why the uh, they're kind of get getting into trouble now with uh, you know the Asian ethnic group because they're realizing that when you look at the stats like. Even though they may not be in you know seats of power, like they have a pretty strong monopoly over a lot of the you know uh, math and science careers, just because you know, and I mean for who knows a number of reasons, but probably mostly because their culture is very, it's as Joey Coco Diaz would say, you know, they got that immigrant mentality. Yeah, it's like they're they concentrate on education and values and you know mostly education well and that's like you know that's a dominantly like that's a dominantly Asian
0: thing I think because even in like India you know in like southern Asian countries like if that's you know because I believe that that's where you would consider India as like a southern Asian country and you know in the Eurasia it's in the middle of the two or whatever but like it's the same thing that's why there's so many people that come out that are doctors and like involved in the tech industries because that's that's something that's very important in their culture is education
1: like So, yeah, you, you don't see, see a bunch, bunch of us doing it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, right. and I don't know what that is, but regardless, I mean, and that I think perfectly answers the question that I wasn't e- I hadn't even asked yet. I was just going to say what are your, your thoughts on the idea of cultural appropriation, and I think that you, just by using that story, you were able to like dispouse some of your views that yeah. I think very, very well yeah i just that worked out seamlessly think that's trash <laughs> uh it's okay so that was one cultural appropriation we hit that word this one is a little bit like of this. a little bit more general but it has to do with kanye west and being so <laughs> in the news and word. he's been you know he's the maga hat wearing now mm-hmm. and hanging out with candace owen and oh, i can't remember the other guy the the head of turning point usa which candace owens works for mm-hmm. but uh he he appears to be swinging the opposite team of the kind of classical democratic that people would social justice that type of, yeah. yeah and uh but regardless of your stance on what side he's on or what he's saying the thought that somebody like Kanye West has so much cultural power Like he is a power mover, whatever, whenever he says things and he can set trends. And I think at at least on some kind of level, you'll be able to see it uh, reflect in the culture in society. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that somebody like Kanye West or Oprah or even somebody like Dr. Jordan Peterson, how somebody, some individual can have so much power over cultural influence do you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, dangerous? Just like your your general thoughts on on individuals having so much cultural influence? Uh, I definitely think that it it can be dangerous. Um but
0: I think that we saw specifically in this case with Kanye, right? That he lost however many Twitter followers like in like an hour. It's got to you know, be a lot. Like millions I don't even so like uh, yeah. you know in just a few days of him like posting that picture so i think that um it can be super dangerous
1: but um well that's why i threw in that example of jordan peterson yeah because it can go both ways well and
0: so that's so my thing is as long as as long as people are strong enough to resist like a bad idea you know that like i don't we've talked about before that i don't like hate donald trump as he is as a person you know but I don't love the things that I've seen in the presidency and I don't love like what he's presenting, you know, in the presidency. So I – and he's obviously very um, divisive, you know. Uh, So I think as long as people are willing to stand up for their ideas, you know, when they see something they don't agree with, then I think that that – that it's it's fine. But it it has the potential to be very dangerous, you know, obviously, because they're all the people who – who didn't you know who didn't unfollow him whether because they agree with him or they didn't want to or were afraid to or whatever you know yeah. there's all kinds of reasons that people would have not unfollowed him or i mean maybe I they're know, just because they don't care or you know yeah. whatever um but that's that's a uh, maybe a poor example but um that's i think as it is dangerous like i said but as long as people are willing to like stand up mm-hmm. against and and those it's almost presenting like, a bad idea. You yeah, know, it's yeah. almost
1: like in in my mind, uh, the way I would think of it is, you know, it's it's incumbent on the public then at that point mm-hmm. to think about what what's being said, what's being presented, and then like actually do your own thinking on it, and then to go off of that, you know. And that's why I threw in somebody like JBP because. Right. You know, he's obviously somebody that it has made a living being a critical thinker. And, yeah. you know, he doesn't just say shit, you know. He d- doesn't just hope it sticks when he throws it out there. I mean, and then you have somebody like Kanye who is just like, I mean, you're getting it direct from his brain onto the Twitter. Yeah. And then it's out there. you know, Kind of like Donald Trump, well, too. And,
0: and he went to – I saw a video clip, right, of Kanye West went to TMZ, went to, like, their offices. And he – was there saying that, said that slavery was a choice. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's something that he said before. Like, yeah, you know, it was something like uh, uh,
1: 400 years of sa- slavery. I mean, that sounds like a choice. Yeah.
0: And so there was a guy that was there, and I don't know what his name was or anything, but he called Kanye West out, and he was like, said, you can say what you want, like, because you are your own man. It's like, but you need to understand that your words go way beyond just you. And it's like, there are so many people that are listening to what you're saying and are swayed by what you're saying that you need to be incredibly careful with what you say, you know. And he's... Like told Kanye that on this specific point, he was like to say that four hundred years of race of slavery is a choice. It's like that belittles everything that everybody went through. You know, yeah. It's like that takes away everybody's stance to anything anybody's ever chance of reparations or anything
1: like that. Like it's gone when that's when you say something like that. Yeah, you know, which I thought was. I, I think that's a good example, example of somebody that. not. Thinking I, like i said it's an idea that it's
0: bad yeah. like seeing somebody who is a power figure and so maybe that's a better example you know of seeing that's somebody a like that or, yeah. no you know like i love you and i love your he's like i love what you're doing but no you know yeah. i can't that is not someone i can stand for so i i agree i think it is has an incredible amount of potential danger mm-hmm. and as long as there's still some people that are willing
1: to stand up and and yeah. do some shit then i think it'll be all right yeah it's that getting we'll involved in the uh in that the free exchange of ideas yeah it requires responsibility on whoever's going to be sitting there putting their like us like every how much work do we do every week to kind of have an idea of what the fuck we're talking about well and that's exactly the one yeah. people having that much power that's exactly
0: who you get a donald trump president you know yeah. and people asking oprah winfrey to run for president and people talking about
1: kanye rank for president that's you yeah. get shit like that yeah it's so, like you know? no 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 pump the brakes people I guess y'all are trying to get involved, but let's uh let's pump the brakes. Let's sit back. Let's all make sure we're following the same rules, maybe. Yeah, so hopefully this will be like an eye opener, the Trump presidency, you know, is an eye opener for that to kind of turn turn itself around. Yeah. Yeah. I would really like this four to eight years to be the wake up call. Yeah. Be like, okay guys, we don't want to do this again. We see what could happen. Could be a hell of a lot worse. But it could it could be way better, right? We should do we should be way better. Okay, so that's two cultural influencers and mm-hmm. the power they have. And then uh, this last one, uh, Boy Scouts of America have are changing their name to Scouts BSA because they're trying to bring more girls in. Because they're letting girls in now, yeah. Word. And so the big debate that's kind of popped up around that is the the free scouts, association, say boy scouts of America. Yeah. So
0: it's like a sub word. Okay. Yeah. It's like and so sub-word. they just
1: kind of get rid of the boy scouts, you know, in, in like full words. And so that's just scouts BSA because yeah. they're not going to ever drop the BSA. Cause that's who because they that's are. That's what they are. As boy yeah. Scouts of America. Yeah. But, uh, the fact that through, I think through public pressure, they've decided over the years to, you know, first it was, um, letting, uh, they had a real anti-gay stance for a yes. long time. They wouldn't let yeah. scout leaders that were gay in, and they wouldn't let scouts that were gay in. And right. then they kind of they walked that back, uh, I think mostly due to public pressure. Yeah. And now then it was they're bringing girls in, which I think is great.
0: Well, I knew a couple um, of girls growing up that wanted to be Boy Scouts. Yeah. Um, but well, because Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, night and day, very they're not different the same thing. thing.
1: Yeah. But, but the fact that they would... I mean, they're bowing down to public pressure. Yeah. And they're not standing up for the 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 right to have free association. You know, I, I forget who. It might have been me and you talking about this the other day. I can't remember. But the idea that you can't have a certain social club, uh, say, like, that only allows men anymore almost. Yeah. Uh, because it's just it's now it's prejudiced or you're sexist or something like that. When I don't see there being a problem. If a bunch of guys all want to get together and just hang out with all guys, I don't think that should be an issue.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think the same fundamental uh, f- fundamental principle applies for the, for the, the boys scouts. Too. But the idea in 2018 of having a free association to the point where you could have a... Think about where we live and the... The general like Norwegian heritage around here. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think the public would say if we had a? I think we have a the Sons of Norway is a very popular uh, community group around here, right? But from my understanding, is they used to only be men allowed, but now, of course, there's everyone's allowed, you don't even have to be Norwegian anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do you think a say strictly Norwegian male? club could get away with existing at any kind of you know big level in america in 2018 or do you think the public perception of like that'd be you know they'd be instantly labeled white supremacists or i mean do you think that would be allowed to happen so i think there's two points
0: there the first one is the boy scouts right Where uh, i don't think the boy scouts like being called scouts boy scouts of america i don't think that that's Necessarily a problem, you know. I could, I could see how like it's a little bit pandering. I don't think as as long as they're keeping that Boy Scouts of America thing there, you mm-hmm. know. But I don't think it really matters if you change that title because at the end of the day, when some if you tell somebody an adult, I'm in Scouts, right? Well, you in Boy Scouts or you're in Girl Scouts, like because it's like you said, they're two different things. Like they're yeah. very different things, and it doesn't matter. But it's going to change the things I'm going to ask you about depending yeah. on which Scouts you're in, you know. So I don't think that. I don't know, and I think that if that's the the club that you're going to be in, then you're in the Boy Scout club, and it's fine. But you're a girl in the Boy Scouts, like that's yeah. how that is. Just like if you if you're a boy and you want to go and sell cookies and shit, go sell cookies and shit, you know. I but I don't you're going to be a Girl Scout. Ooh, like, do you
1: think boys can go to Girl Scouts? I I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. I'm going to have to look that up. I I, don't I know. doubt it. For some reason, I feel like they don't. I feel like they probably should if yeah. there's <laughs> gonna be
0: Boys and Girl Scouts. I mean just on a, a Or girls and point, Boy Scouts. You know?
1: I mean and given the fact that you know Girl Scouts Girl Scouts in my mind are nothing but a giant cookie manufacturer pushing it out <laughs> to kids and parents. I don't think they should be prejudiced about who they let sell their cookies, but Yeah. I see. think
0: there's a little bit more to it than that. Uh, um, there definitely is. The, that's just my.
1: I have an issue with Girl Scouts because of that kind of nonprofit thing they have, and they're the number one cookie manufacturer in the, I think, in the United States, if not the world. Yeah. And, you know, and who's selling those cookies? But the the Girl Scouts and uh, their there's
0: something to be said for the people purchasing them as well, because it's not like that's information that's hidden from no. everybody. You know, and I I try I not still to go buy, and buy them, Girl Scouts, but Scout I cookies. still do. Like
1: it's, you know, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I was gonna look up to see if Girl Scouts are yeah. allowing boys, but uh but yeah, that was just because that has been in the news recently, that was kinda um, it got me a question yes, about so the free association. My,
0: so that's my point on like on the Boy Scout. I don't think it's mm-hmm. that I don't think that's that big of a deal. I don't I also don't think it's a big deal for girls to be in Boy Scouts, but I think if you're gonna be in Boy Scouts then then like that's you're in Boy Scouts, you know. Yeah. Like they're not going to change. I wouldn't want them to change the name of the rankings or anything like that. The fucking wolves, or you know, whatever. However, that's done. Like I would want that to be the same. So, I don't think there needs to be, uh, cub slash cubettes. You know, because they're yeah. like you're different. Like you're diff. There's different rankings within the Boy Scouts. You know, like a a wolf yeah. scout and a fucking whatever scout. I don't like
1: and the Below. Right to be splitting the
0: shit up, I think would be a little bit ridiculous. You know, because I think that's part of the jam. That's like uh. Like women who are army rangers, right? Because like women can be army rangers now. If you're going to be an army ranger, like you're still going to get your ass beat, and you still have to go through all of that shit, and you're still called an army ranger at the end of the day, you know. If you're if you're in the Marine Corps, if you're doing any of that shit, like people still call you sir. Am I? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not that big of a deal. It's just part of the jam, you know. And I don't think that that's a sign of disrespect. Like that's it's that's just how it is. Like so yeah. it's um, it's
1: it's like. To bring it back to the Boy Scouts, you're thinking you would look at it more as just the organization that it is compared to what they're calling themselves. Yeah. Whether it's it's, you're joining Boy Scouts and you're going to do the stuff that they do. Right.
0: So you just play by the rules, you know. When it comes to the free association thing, I think that that is a very interesting question about the white dudes in the Norwegian club because I think that if it is specified to be. A club for Norwegian males, right? As long as... Like, it gets it's, complicated. It's see, and that's a, it's a line. Because, like, if, if you can tell somebody, like, you have to be, I don't know, at any Norwegian at all, and you can be here, right? Because you probably couldn't set some type of, like, cap. Like, you gotta be at least 10% to kick it, because... Mm-hmm. Then that's racist. But if you're like, if you're Norwegian at all, then you can be here. Like, this is a heritage thing. This is like to focus on this, but people can come and visit and shit. But we have some things that it's just for like the members, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there, there would theoretically be black members there, you know, people that are, or mixed members because they wouldn't be all black. But like, I think as long as you weren't like, you gotta be at least half white. To fucking come in here and hang out, you know, then <laughs> yeah. you would be fine. But maybe not at this current day, but I think but where the world should be, yeah, fundamentally where I think that the world should be, you would be fine. You know, because because even a, a black dude who wasn't Norwegian at all could go in there and be like, what is this? Like, this seems kind of racist. And you guys kicking into the bar could be like, no, 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 like it's not... You can come in and hang out like this. We just we're here to like share the culture and we make this food and we do this stuff and people can come and kick it in the bar. But there are some days where it's just us as like a, a members only whatever, you know, because yeah. it's not like you could not let anybody in there because that would be that's where you start to get into some dangerous area. But as long as it's not mm-hmm. totally closed off and like
2: mm-hmm. like
0: I don't think you could start the Freemasons right now, you know, yeah, I don't think so. like the Freemasons exist because they've been around for so long and they just are allowed to continue
1: doing that, yeah. you know? I know some Freemasons. masons. So they, they tried to get me in the door before.
0: I remember you, you yeah. talking about that.
1: I got really interested just because I like the idea. of They do a lot of community work around town, and I really like the idea of being in a group where everybody there is is focused on making each other successful um mm-hmm. you know te- you know there's a lot of, there's a big age gap there's a lot of older people and then a lot of you know people my age and a lot of the older people they they make it their purpose to like help you know groom the younger generation to right. for to be successful cuz whether you like it or not most successful people even people like Jeff Bezos they want everyone else to be as successful as them that's yeah. that's the core of every how successful happy they people are. yeah And they know that they've been able to do good for the nation, for the world. Right. And they want to carry that forward. And I hate that perception of, like, you know, uh, demonizing the the rich people, Mm -hmm. the elite. Well, it's because, I mean, it takes a shit ton of work to get there. Right. Unless there's some people, like, who just get the, you know, the hand-me-down from their parents or something, and then they make their little empire out of that. but, But for the most part, yeah, and that's... It's just, uh, I can't remember, it's killing me now, because I feel like it might have been on an Anthony Bourdain episode or something, but there was a group of, of white guys that had a specific ethnic connection. And they started this club that, where they met once a month, and they just sat around and drank and told stories and stuff, and they just connected over like basically their homeland, that they weren't there anymore. And I was like, you could never do that in America yeah. today. Yeah. You know, a bunch of fucking, you know, like I said, Norwegians yeah, or something. I think it would a bunch be, of white dudes getting together. Everybody I would be like, would, what is going on? There would be a very,
0: yeah, a very fine
1: line, I think, that there yeah. would be to walk there. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think most most clubs, even not even bowing to public pressure, they just might have said, hey, we don't want to open ourselves up to, like, a shitstorm. We're yeah. just going to allow everybody in. Come on in, guys. Just appreciate our culture, and that's all we ask. Right. Which is cool too, I mean, but you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't feel bad about trying to start, like, my wife is from Ecuador. What if she wanted to start an Ecuadorian only club? Right. It's like, well, of course, maybe they'd have me there on family nights, but like, no, you guys go there and you talk about Ecuador and maybe you talk about Ecuadorian politics or something like that. Yeah. And I think that that's like, Maybe as dumb as that is, I think it's like the the verbiage,
0: you know. So if you're like Ecuadorians only, like yeah. that's that's <laughs> the same thing as whites only, you know? yeah, blacks only. It's like, the same thing, and, and so I don't know. So I said, I think it, it depends on the verbiage and the way that it's presented, you know. Because mm-hmm. if you're like, you guys can kick it here, except for on these days. Because on these days, yeah. like it's just, yeah. just us. And once
1: we hit eight o'clock, right, all the got to leave. We're going to we the meeting and, we and talk we all about it out of here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think that as long as people had access, sometimes it would be fine. As long as it's not totally exclusive, because. Mm-hmm. 'Cause then you're hurting people's feelings and you're doing all the whatever,
1: you know, and Yeah. Unless you're the Masons. So. Then you get away with and, it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Unless you're the Masons, that shit's old as fuck. So yeah, I love all the conspiracies around the Masons. And that's like I don't I
0: don't I don't know what they do. You know, I don't they're know. Doing-
1: all I know is from what I've gleaned from the top, uh and it's mostly just community work, man. It's yeah. like you know, it's like a uh, they say. It's almost like a business motivation type of thing and everybody gets in there and they're trying to do best by each other but then there's you know in all those old groups like that there's always some really weird traditions that they have to do and you know they even have some of that stuff like in the military it gets a little goofy yeah you know but yeah, that was that was really all I had for what right. I was calling opinion time. No, I like that.
0: that a kinda, couple little stories that are in the yeah, news. Like a little bit of pop culture. So we can call that the beginning of pop culture, right? Because I only sure. really have Good one. segue. I only have like one thing from there. And I actually heard about it on Tell Him Steve Dave. Oh, uh, right? of course. So if you listened the last two weeks, then you would know what I'm talking about. But um, And I talked to Jordan about it a little bit. So there was a girl, and I wish I could remember what state she was in, but she didn't wear a bra to school. And somebody saw her nipples like through her shirt or whatever. Somehow somebody saw a little bit of her nipple somehow, right? Even if it was just through the shirt. And um, she's like 16, I'm pretty sure, right? And mm-hmm. she's not 18, that's for sure. And <clears throat> so when she went to the office, they told her to put Band-Aids over her nipples so that nobody could see her nipples. I feel like I remember right? hearing about this. So... I feel similar to this, the the way that I feel about girls, young girls that are like, why shouldn't I be able to wear whatever the fuck I want to school, right? So, there's like a couple of different things on this for me. So, one of it, one of one of my points is thinking about it from the aspect of a teenage male. Yeah. Right? Because I know that you know what it's like to be 15 years old and in the rages of Fucking puberty, right? You want to hump so everything. And there is there is literally nothing you can do about getting hard on in the middle of the day. There's yeah. literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So it's a terrible until thing. until these girls that are anybody, until anybody who is complaining about girls not being able to wear what they want to school, right? Until you are able to understand and comprehend the physical manifestation of thoughts and feelings that you cannot control in a public environment. I don't want to fucking hear about it. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't want to is... hear about it. Like, it's not because that has nothing to do with, with these kids being perverts or, well, you shouldn't even be looking there or anything like that. Like, no, if, it's, there is nothing that you can do about it, especially when you're 15, dog. And that's not to say that that excuses any inappropriate actions that they take, right? But, That doesn't mean that he should... Any of these kids should have to be able to walk... Should have to walk around with a fucking boner in the middle of their third period classroom. You know what I'm saying? Just ruin their life.
1: Yeah. You want to talk about fucking embarrassment. Like, that's... Well, this is why... in my mind, this is why schools, because they're state run and all this is why they have dress codes. Yeah. And unfortunately, freedom aside, it's like being at work. You know, you got it. can't yeah. show your
0: nipples at work. You no. can't do that. Can I mean, unless that. you're like at a strip you know, like a strip <laughs> yeah. joint or something, but Ooby most Coffee. places you can't show your nipples at work, right? Mm-hmm. My other point to that was the grown males that work there, right? Not because they're gonna be tempted to look because they shouldn't be doing that anyway, because they're young kids, right? If it's illegal for me to see it on the internet, I should not be able to see it in my workplace. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? I can't look up a teenage nipple on the fucking internet because I'll go to prison. I will go to prison. Forever. So why is that something that I'm being exposed to in my workplace, right? That is ludicrous. And to open the door to some type of legal issues that will undoubtedly come about because of
1: that, I think is insanely dangerous and i think it's as simple as you're under 18 you're not allowed to make your own decisions you once can't you turn 18 go can't to show count. your nipples man you're not no. 18 like i said if, if it's illegal for me to see it on the internet then it shouldn't i shouldn't be able to see it yeah which is in, why there's like, dress codes again it's not just because of like well you can't wear skulls at school Well, there's other you know yeah you can't show nip sometimes. Yeah. you know what i mean i think that that's yeah, and it's preventing Obviously, problems. I would like anybody who
0: has opposite points. I would like to hear about it, right? Because that's as the as a twenty-three-year-old male who went through public school. That's what I think about it. You uh-huh. know, that is how I feel about that. Yeah, because I, I mean, don't you could think have a, a
1: different debate on a different level about whether or not we're too prudish in America, and we, you know, the fact that a fifteen-year-old boy automatically has those feelings. Right. Well, that might be because we're so sexually repressed, you know, we don't grow maybe, up with, you know, you know, maybe, but, but that's until we totally do that, we got to handle yeah, the culture as it is right exactly. now. Exactly. So as of right now,
0: yeah, the rules can that. always, they can always be changed, you know, yeah. but
1: we, you still have to run with what they are right now because yeah. fuck dude, that's, that's a societal issue. That's not a, that's not a school issue. Yeah. The school issue is, Hey, this person is for, you know, she's not more or less in trouble. It's like, you just, It's like you wore a t shirt that you thought was perfectly fine. Your parents thought it was fine. Right. But then you get to school and somebody goes, Well, hey, that might be an issue. We're going to, you got to change.
2: And I like, I believe that her
0: jam was that I think maybe she might have been on her period. Maybe this was just the point that Jordan raised me It's like sometimes when your boobs just hurt, you know, and you don't want to wear a bra, it's uncomfortable. And then they hurt even more. And I get that. Right. And that's why they didn't tell her she had to wear a bra. She said, You got to put some band aids on your nipples. You got to cover your nipples. Right. That's the point is not you have to have a bra. You got to cover the whole thing. You got to cover your nipples. You got to cover your nipples up. Can't be having that shit out. All right. And it's Um, nothing against you. Right. It's just the fact that we're trying to prevent. Trying to keep people safe out here, man. That's trying to keep people safe out here. Trying to keep people comfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a general comfortability of like kids not walking around with boners and shit. You know, that makes everybody uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I know that. I'm sure that the counter argument to that is well you're making this girl uncomfortable to make like these males comfortable, you know. And I complicated situation, but I don't have a counter th- to
1: that. You know, I don't think yeah. that that's I don't think I th- that's necessarily fair. I think it's just one but of those you got to maybe it's error way. on the side of caution yes. on that one given the our current state in society when it comes yeah. to sexuality, just got to play it a little conservative to be safe. When it's a when it's a
0: felony, you gotta you gotta think about it. Yeah, right. It's it's something that you you should err on the side of caution, like you said. When it's a mm-hmm. felonious crime, it is something that you should you should consider very highly. Yeah, you know? and I
1: think the biggest aspect of that is the fact that it's somebody that's underage. Yeah, because it's at a school, a high school or whatever. Whereas if it's out in the workplace, take it up with your boss. Yeah, and that's all. Other than that, if if you know that's a different thing when you're an adult right. but when you're underage you just have to follow the rules man yeah and regardless of the validity of the rules the rules are what they are we got to follow them just like we got a bunch of stupid laws out there that that we well somebody might find us stupid but regardless it's still law you still got to follow the law right you know you can't just do whatever you want because you feel it's your right i mean we all have rules we got to play by i agree as fair or unfair doesn't matter it is what it is yeah but yeah that's interesting because yeah you make you make me wonder when i when i sit yeah. there and think about that like it i don't remember that ever happening at my school but like i certainly remember like sitting in, like you know third period one day just sitting there and all of a sudden be like wait a minute what's going on yeah like, like, well, what's going well, on down like there how long is left in class because yeah. i hope that it's 10 minutes you know yeah yeah just <laughs> what was it? Uh, baseball cold showers. <laughs> baseball <laughs> yeah. Yeah. cold showers. <laughs> so you yeah, have that's a that's a crazy problem, man.
0: Yeah, I, never... I just I was I I am surprised that that's that it's an issue. That, that 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 opinion is not being more well represented. You yeah. Know, for real. Not. But maybe it's you know, males aren't exactly the focus right now when it comes to the, like feelings no, and rights. We're so... second class citizens these days. Twenty eighteen, bro. No, no, I'm just kidding. So do you have any more pop culture topics, or do you want to talk For about sure. stuff? we For sure, and watch it's a little lighter. Words,
1: but uh, uh, I feel like this is pop culture in my world because I love beer so much. But the, oh yes, yeah, the beer old or the World Beer Cup. Yeah, 2018. This is the World Championship of Beers. Delicious. Took place on last Wednesday. Where was it at? Uh, yeah, don't ask me that question. Oh, that's. Okay. I think it's over. <laughs> They do it different places every year, but yeah. I think it's probably somewhere over in Europe. Probably, we got a ton of different countries competing and stuff like that. I'm but sure. some of our locals, Washington's own, even uh, one I see a lot. This this one uh, brand called uh, Ten Barrel Brewing Company. Yeah, they're down in Bend, which is I mean, it's basically it's all the northwest. Very close to here, yeah, yeah. But, but they, they won. Uh, they they took home a golden and silver. Nice for their. Bay Window Berliner style Weiss, which is a real kind of light ale. Mm-hmm. And then uh they have they took a silver for their passionate envy, which is a pub fruit wheat beer. Whoa. And then the way it works is they have all these different categories mm-hmm. of beers. And you based on the recipe, there's all these bitterness levels, okay. And, you know, all this stuff, but you have to meet a certain criteria to, to qualify. Okay. But um there was a Georgetown Brewing company over in Delicious. Seattle. They took gold for their uh what's it called Gusto Crema, Ooh. which is a coffee beer. And I haven't had it, but I got to track it down cuz yeah. I like I don't think I've had a Georgetown beer that I don't get down on. I like Georgetown. Yeah. I love Manny's. Man, love oh, yeah, Manny's it's so good. Manny's is a problem for me. <laughs> they could have a list of the greatest IPAs on their menu. And if there's mayonnaise, I'm like, shit, I gotta get mayonnaise. Yeah. It's delicious. It is good. But I I think think that's just a regular pale ale. It is, yeah. It's so good though. But then Silver City Brewing, our very own, took gold medal in the German style Bach or my Bach category with their uh one Wonderland. Yeah, Wonderland beer. And I think it's a winter seasonal. I remember seeing it over the winter. And I kicked myself in the ass because I never bought it and tried it. But it took gold medal in the World Beer Cup 2018, mm-hmm. which, which is funny because it's a German-style beer, and they took number
0: one. Dear, I'm sorry, babe. Press, Word.
1: Press the, the big We have Minecraft money. problems. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No, it's it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I understand the Minecraft struggle. Um, Yeah. Well, other than that, that's... That and then that's I just, good. I I love
0: Silver City. I mm-hmm. don't. I don't make anything standard. bad. I really like Ridge Top Red, uh, but they have a Clear Creek Pale Ale that I like a lot. That's really good. Um, that's I an really really easy like drinking Pale Ale. Yes, it's almost um, it's almost like
1: a Pilsner. You know? Yeah. It's it's, it's very good. It I crosses. Like it a lot. And I think the difference. I hope there's no like, beer nuts out there, but I'm pretty sure like, Pale Ale versus Pilsner could be very similar it's yeah. just one is an ale one is a lager yeah and I think pilsners are lagers which means they're brewed at a colder temperature okay but uh, mm-hmm. that and of course the, the grain bill is different mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah they taste mm-hmm. different Tropic Haze too that but one is really Tropic good Tropic Haze is oh. super fly yeah Silver City yeah. doesn't make bad beer mm-hmm. they got that uh, Scotch Ale the fat is scotch a, uh, I don't even like dark beers but that's that is it's pretty good stupid yeah. good But that and then you haven't seen Avengers yet, right? Oh, I watched
0: it the day that it came out. Jordan oh, and I. Yeah, man.
1: we watched it. Um, I still haven't seen it. But. Last Friday, we
0: yeah, we went and saw it a matinee. Like right when I got off work, I came home and we fucking ate and smoked and then went and watched Avengers. And it mm-hmm. oh my god, it went harder than fuck. Did you Did you see it?
1: We haven't seen it yet. Oh, so question. Oh, Colin, how screwed am I? Because we didn't see Black Panther. Yeah, we talked about this last week. We talked about this last week.
0: That you don't, you don't have to see. Probably don't have to see Black Panther. Um, You have to watch Civil War. You certainly have to to have watched Civil War.
1: Okay. Um, And then Thor, Ragnarok. Which Which we did watch last week. Which was good, Uh, right? Yeah, because we we talked talked about that that last weekend. Yeah. We're going to binge watch all three. We We definitely did did that. that. Yeah, they're good, right? Definitely Definitely did that. I like the
0: third one the best. Ragnarok was my favorite.
1: First one was kind of hard. Yeah. But that's, I forgot that 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 was one of the the first, uh, you know, Marvel movie yeah. cinematic universe Natalie ones, Portman doesn't little, need to be involved in Thor nope, at all none of those nope, people nope, even nope, fucking nope. matter at
0: all like I don't know.
1: <laughs> although they, I didn't mind hanging out with Natalie Portman for a half, like an hour and a half <laughs> but, and then she was in the second one a little bit a little but kind of yeah. but the third one was really good yeah, Ragnarok was really good so I think
0: that's the only one that you like have to see because Doctor Strange is in it but he they he, like explain, just shows up for a second they explain yeah. his shit
1: um so I think that, I think that's it. As long as you have seen, because I thing, think we're caught up on all the Captain Marvel America, movies except for Doctor Strange and Black Panther. Yeah, but I, I tried to see Black Panther so many times. It's just scheduling never worked out. Yeah,
0: no, no. I think you're fine on Black Panther because like they go to Wakanda, but it's not nothing is really
1: okay. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool almost to to
0: go back and get the origin story right
1: yeah there's characters in it that are that are
0: in the first movie but it doesn't there's nothing that's super Mm -hmm. important maybe like little jokes or whatever but no yeah nothing vital to the story word so i I can
1: still take the wife she won't get mad at me no no and it was fucking
0: (laughs) it was kick ass dude this was the best marvel movie i've ever watched yeah hands down i've
1: heard so many mixed things oh whoever
0: said it's not good is a fucking idiot because it's it's fantastic. Did you read
1: any of the the comics for the Infinity I War? I haven't series? read them.
0: So maybe that's why, you know, cuz I don't I haven't read the Infinity War storyline, mm-hmm. but as a movie, you know, it's and I I like I really like comic books and I love X-Men. Um so as speaking as a comic book person, right? When you go to
1: watch the movie, you can't try and compare it to the comic. It's not going to be as good. It's It's not the same with right? people like me who like to watch their books turn into movies. Right. But, but you, you got to understand. Right. It's going to be a movie version of the book. Because, like, X Men Apocalypse was, like, a really
0: good movie. But there's a lot of shit that's wrong in that movie, you know, that doesn't play to the apocalypse storyline. Yeah. I didn't but hate it. Yeah, but it's a. I think it, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it's certainly not. I liked reading it better. Um, but that's yeah. the case <laughs> most of the time, you
1: know? Yeah. So,
0: no, I, it was a fantastic movie.
1: Absolutely fantastic movie. Awesome. Well, then so, maybe. maybe. Oh, wait. No, I got dinner tonight. I forgot. Mm. I was going to say, maybe I could sneak it in tonight. But no. You should. Yeah. See it. Yeah. See I will it go on, see it, though. On, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday. Because yeah. be I miss Black here. Panther. If I don't see Infinity War, the wife will fucking leave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really, really good. Okay. Good. So, good to know.
0: So, that's what you watched this week? Did you watch any other movies or anything this week? Uh,
1: no. No. no but yeah, I remember, yeah, last week when we binged those three. Yeah. And then, no. You know me. Word. Got that boring life. So, I watched... Uh, We watched Riverdale, of course, because Riverdale
0: comes out on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. We watched it live this week because we could stay up later because I wasn't waking up to go to work. So we stayed up and watched it live on TV, and Jordan just couldn't have been any happier. Um, And then we also watched watched Lock Up a lot. I love the show Lock Up, um, where they go into the prisons.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, okay.
0: I love Lock Up. And then I watched the movie Funny People. Have you ever watched Funny People? I haven't. Um, is that pretty good? He, I love that movie. Okay. Funny People, I truly think, is a story partially based on Adam Sandler's life. Right? So, Adam Sandler is the main character. Okay? Seth Rogen is also in it. There's a bunch of other comedians that are in it because it's about stand-up comedy. And so, Adam Sandler plays a guy named George Simmons. And he's a comedian and he used to be really funny and used to do all these great movies. And then the last, you know, couple that he's made, like, have kind of been flops and they've not been so good. And so he decides that he, like, finds out that he has some type of cancer or something. So he decides that he's going to go and do stand-up comedy again, right? Mm. But he goes and he fucking sucks at stand-up comedy. So he (laughs) hires Seth Rogen to, like, help write jokes for him and help him do stand-up comedy and all this whatnot. And then he you know falls back in love with the, with his ex-girlfriend and all this shit and and, and so it's Jordan doesn't like it because it's, she says that it's sad, right? And there are mm-hmm. certainly sad elements to that movie, but I think that it's um for like real life humor. I think it's fucking
1: hilarious. That's funny. Um, yeah. Cuz we got a few minutes. We can wrap about this, right? For a minute? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um so somebody brought that up to me last night actually. And we just started talking about how Seth Rogen now has, as they put it, quote unquote, sold out to Netflix. Nah. And I go, nah, I don't know. And then same thing with Adam Sandler. That's all he does now is everything's Netflix original. I don't think that's selling out, man. I think that's where shit is at. either. I don't think
0: that, cause you can make sick fucking movies on Netflix. Like, uh, you know, that's, uh, Manchester by the Sea it was an Amazon movie. It's an Amazon oh, yeah. original movie like from Amazon Productions and it won, you know, the Oscar or the whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's where shit is at, you know, even if it gets released in theaters, which I don't think the Manchester by the Sea did. I think that it is, I think that it was just like you could stream it, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. You know? I know it was on like airplanes but, and shit. Yeah. But Yeah, because that, that's, that's why I watched it was on an airplane. it's totally different too. Um,
1: but I don't, Yeah. so. And see, I don't think I don't that's selling out. I think that's where shit's at, you yeah. know. It's, and I mean, just like when Netflix started, there is going to be some crap. Yeah. And it is what it is. But, I mean, not everything could be gold. But, I mean, you think they have to be saving a shit ton of money yeah. by making movies through Netflix. Well, that's
0: like that's like saying the first person who was like, I'm I'm going to stop sending out leaflets in the mail. I'm going to start sending emails. With what are my, you doing? With, my, with all my down. coupons in it, you yeah. know? that's like well that guy's fucking selling out to the internet you know no like that I just think that's where shit's at you know Mm -hmm. and if 20 years from now Netflix falls and something else is better you know people will fall back in love with cable TV somehow Comcast and all this stuff makes a resurgence you know I don't think that's what's gonna happen but if that's (laughs) the case then that sucks, God, it but it, this is this is them betting on the industry. You know, it seems like it's a pretty safe bet to think that this is mm-hmm. where shit's at. You know, because how many fucking people watch Netflix and Amazon
1: Prime and Hulu and all this nonsense? Yeah. Like, now what was speaking to Adam Sandler specifically? Yes, he did like a Western movie too recently, right? <clears throat>
0: Again, it was dog shit. It was called right?
1: Ridiculous Six. Okay, and it was, it was so crap, bad right? I didn't even finish watching was it. Was Seth MacFarlane in that too? I think so. Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Poor Seth. He should just stick to his singing career now. I love yeah. his singing. But, but he also had his own
0: Western movie. So maybe they were different. But I think he oh, did okay. have a small cameo in them. But okay. like I said, I didn't finish watching. It's hard, it, so to, a whole it's hard to
1: track movie. because yeah. since Except Adam Sandler has been on Netflix, it's been a while. He's been pretty I prolific. Think I think he's got three
0: or four movies on there yeah. now. And one of them was like a serious movie with like Dustin Hoffman. It's called the Meyerowitz Chronicles, I think. Yeah. And it was actually pretty good, was you know. Where he was
1: like a producer and
0: stuff? Um, He, what was he in that one? I think maybe he was an artist and his dad was an artist and his brother was like a real estate agent or sold something. Hmm. What do you do? Maybe he was an investor. It doesn't matter. Ben Stiller was <laughs> his brother and Dustin Hoffman is their dad. And Dustin Hoffman is, like, way more invested in Ben Stiller than either of his other kids, than his daughter or Adam Sandler. And so it's about, like, how the way they were raised affected their relationships as adults, you know. And then their, like, dad is, like, Mm -hmm. sick and all the whatever. I thought it was really good. You know, it was strange, but I thought it
1: was really good. It was the best movie I've seen from Adam Sandler in a long time. Yeah. So. The last Adam Sandler movies that I really liked were, and some people hate them, but I like the... The two Grown Ups movie that he did.
0: Yeah. I only saw I the first one. I
1: thought Grown Ups was pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that Funny People was right in that same... I'm going to give area. it a shot. I'm I it's it good. I liked Funny People a lot. Yeah. Um. And then You're Going to Hate Me for This. Uh-oh. Um, but I was hanging out with my sister-in-law on Thursday, right? Okay. And we started watching Jersey Shore. Um, That's fine. And I got, I got no judgment. And, I, and I've been watching Jersey Shore since then. And I... <laughs> I don't know what it is. I watched it when it was, like, originally on TV. And then Jordan and I talked for, I think, probably 20 20 minutes this morning about the difference for me between Jersey Shore and the Kardashians and why I'm okay with watching Jersey Shore and not okay with contributing to the Kardashians, you know? Yeah. So it was this whole... If you're curious enough, send me a DM or something and I'll have that conversation with you. But that's another, that's a whole nother deal. But (laughs) um, yeah, the, you know, the fine lines that I see between the two, that's like, and this is why I'm okay with the guidos and why
1: fuck the Kardashians. Yeah. So, well, just from my, you know, my time living there, I mean, Staten Island, Long Island, Northern Jersey. Yeah. It's all the fucking same. I mean, I mean, you have pockets and every little neighborhood's different, but that that like guido mentality to, that runs thing. strong man like yeah we're out there watching jersey shore when i live there and you're like well that's just real life <laughs> that's just how very certainly laugh. <laughs> yeah G, what is it jim tan laundry gtl gtl that's like um, a straight up like lifestyle a for a thing, lot yeah. of people over there that's that's the most realistic reality tv out there man and that's <laughs> take i take it for what yeah. it is one but, of
0: the things i told jordan was like i was like i feel like as shitty as it might be, like those people are really being genuine. It was like, like this is really who they are, you know. It's like, and they're genuinely terrible people, but they're being genuine, you know. Yeah. It's like, and like it's something that I can appreciate, you know. Because newsflash, we're all kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, <you> <laughs> like, they suck and they're dumb, but like they're like this
1: is really who they are, and it's it's interesting to watch.
0: Like, yeah, my so. time
1: out there. I think I spent like six years in New York. Yeah, six seven years. But man, you talk about a cultural shock yeah cultural shock when i got out there wow yeah no i'm sure but, but even you get past some of like the the vanity type stuff and i mean they all have good values too yeah am i coming in a little too hot still? yeah i was too weird just but getting you know out here that's all i got for pop
0: culture yeah all right. Well, we can uh, move on to sports, and then I think sports, sports! So got a little bit of an extended sports day because we didn't go over the draft last week. So it's good because um, I got to run hit the head real. Yeah. Quick. No. Absolutely. So we'll go over the couple of the draft picks. Um, I got to look that up real quick because they changed the thing on the Hogs app. Um, they got the rookie minicamp May fourth, and then a mandatory mini camp on June twelfth. So we'll see. What uh, is Earl Thomas still hasn't showed up, and that's not good. So. We'll have to hope that... I don't think that he's going to hold out or anything like that. And they'll come back. They were talking about trading him uh, when the draft was coming around for, like, maybe a first-round pick or a second-round pick. And they were talking about... I think we had discussed it before. They were talking about Dallas maybe taking him, freeing up some cap room, and then Seattle could look at... That was just, like, one dude, I think, that I read the article from that. Um, but I know there are a lot of people who think Brock and Salk specifically... Um, they were talking about they thought that they should have traded Earl Thomas, and I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's a good idea. And I think maybe I'm a little bit biased, you know. That, but I just would rather have Earl Thomas in a Seahawks jersey and have him retire in a Seahawks jersey, than go somewhere else and us have to try and deal with him. And I just, yeah, after after sending out so much of the team like that, um, I would rather keep what we have now. Um, so, I'm looking at the Seahawks draft picks. Uh-huh. Um, so, let's see here. Baker Mayfield went number one in the draft, and then Saquon Barkley went number two. Baker Mayfield is a quarterback out of Oklahoma, and then Saquon Barkley came from Penn State. He's a running back, he went to the Giants. Um, so, let's see here. The so Giants looking like
1: they're going to try pass. to make some moves this year? They're
0: trying they are trying um i think that they I think they're looking at quarterbacks too i don't know i don't remember um, what all of their... manning yeah. eli uh so the seahawks first round pick right uh was Rashad Penny uh he's a running back he came from San Diego State and he had 2200 rushing yards last year woo one year one year he also i has either 7 or 8 kick return touchdowns in his career there. Um, which is fucking Wait where's it coming from? San Diego State. Oh. Yeah. Um I believe San Diego State, maybe it's University of San Diego. Let's see here. San Diego State. Yeah. Um so he looks he looks pretty nasty. Uh, I can see, I, I mean, obviously he's going to be doing some, some returns and he's a big old fucking back. Like you think he's five eleven and like two twenty? So he's a big boy. And we only picked up like one or two linemen, I think. So it's, if we're not going to be focusing on the line, then we're going to need a big back, you know, why are we not um, focusing on the line, Don? I don't know. I don't know what the, what the deal is there. There was a center that I really wanted them to take. Uh, they traded out of the, the Hawks had the 18 pick, and they traded out of the 18 pick to, I think, like 27 or something like that. And that's what we got Rashad Penny. Hmm. Uh, maybe not quite that far.
1: Well, we have had a pretty injury-prone Just, running 27. back 27. God damn
0: it. 27? Yeah, uh-uh. 27 pick. Um, Look at you. Yeah. And then we didn't have a second-round pick because we traded that last year to get Sheldon Richardson. Um, round three, we had the 79th overall pick at DN, Rasheem Green from USC. Uh, they made a trade with Pittsburgh in the third round. Uh, sent them up to 76. And so let's see. So he's 6'4", 275 pounds. He played end and tackle for the Trojans. Started all 14 games last year. Uh, first team all pack 12. Looking good. 12 and a half tackles for loss and 10 sacks.
1: I just can't get a, 270 pounds, 6'4". I'm 6'4", and I'm like... 200 pounds now. Yeah. So
0: 75 pounds on top of that.
1: <sighs> Monster. Yeah. Man. I don't care if it's muscle or fat. That is a big human being. Yeah. Good Lord.
0: Um, <laughs> and then round four, we got a tight end. Will Disley came from Washington, came from UW. Um, so he's local. He's six, six foot four, 265. Um, he was a defensive end when he started and then switched to tight end. I think that I heard on Brock and Salk he was the number one blocking tight end in the league, which is some shit that we need. Um, well, UW has. They had a solid team last yes, year. Yes. They had um Vitavea. He went, I think, number eight. <laughs> he was a D tackle from from there. He's he's obviously a big, big old boy, big Islander boy. Yeah. He's oh man. He went to the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be nasty ooh. over there. Uh number five, I was so jazzed about this. I just about pissed my pants. We were Leaving to go to your house, and Mm. we were smoking a bowl, and I was yelling at Jordan because round five, we drafted fucking Shaquem Griffin, dog. Shaquem Griffin, his brother Shaquille already plays for the Hawks. He got drafted last year. He played opposite Richard Sherman on -hmm. the corner position, right? Yeah. So Shaquem Griffin is a linebacker. He's got one hand, right? That's right. I don't remember what was wrong with his hand, but he cut the fingers off himself. Because they were just flopping around and like causing him pain and getting in his way, so he cut him off himself. So he has like a palm, and like that's what he has. Yeah, yeah, absolutely (laughs) nasty. How do you do that, twin brothers? Cut off your own fingers, twin brothers. Yeah, that's Um, dope. Yeah, absolutely sick. So I'm excited for that because I think that. The chemistry between those two is going to be insane. To have them on the same side of the ball at the same time, I think is going to be absolutely insane. That's going to be so, so much fun to watch. And he's going to be playing there with Bobby Wagner, and it's going to be good. I am, and I read that's exciting um, that Pete Carroll said that at the rookie minicamp, that like we had to tell him to cool down. He was going too hard. Like he was going too hard at the rookie minicamp. Just chill out, bro. Save it for the season, you know? So that's, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Sha- for Shaquem Griffin to be here. That's um, awesome. We had another pick in round five. We got corner. Trey Flowers came from Oklahoma State. Um, so that would be nice. Another corner lost, uh, lost Richard Sherman, so we need somebody mm-hmm. else to fill up that spot. We had I don't know if we still have Jeremy Lane, but we had Jeremy Lane. I think I think he might have been cut earlier this year. Um later in round five, we got a punter, Michael Dixon, and he's got the he's the number one punter coming out of college. He's got like uh forty seven point four yard average on his punt, which is mm. mighty fucking punt, good. Right? Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah. Um and I I guess An there's Australian punter. I guess there's this whole new wave of Australian punters and kickers, right? Because wow. the way that you kick the ball in rugby is different than in football, and so the control on it is better. So they know how to kick it a bunch of different ways and make it go different places, as opposed to the way that American punters that and totally are. That totally makes sense now so, that you say that. Yeah. So apparently there's this whole huge wave of people coming over from Australia or people that are playing rugby that are get coming that, to yeah, get yeah, that post. NFL money exactly so we got him uh later in round five offensive tackle Jamarco Jones got him from Ohio State so that's good um come from the Big Ten that's always good Big Ten always has lots of running backs and shit like that so it's always good to see alignment come out of the Big Ten um, he started all 14 games last year first team all conference so that's good uh round six got a d end Jacob Martin came from Temple uh, obviously we need a we're building the defense back up. You know, it's with everybody that we lost this year. We're got uh, there's at least a, a half a team rebuild, you know. Uh, and then round seven, we got another quarterback, Alex McGuff. So we got like two or three guys on the roster that are gonna be kind of fighting for the backup spot behind Russell. Um, so that's that's where we are in accordance to the Seahawks, right? Uh my boys. The ducks, right? Because I got to talk about the ducks. Quack quack. The ducks had two. They had two guys come in the draft this year. Royce Freeman, who is a. McNasty fucking running back from last year. He played five seasons there. All biased aside. All <laughs> biased aside. Uh, he broke a fuck ton of records last year. Like I was he, gonna
1: say, you're yeah. a numbers guy. You yeah, don't have he, no bias. He with broke that a shit. fuck
0: ton of records last year. Uh, and touchdowns, yards, all kinds of shit. Um, and he went in the third round. He went to the Broncos and there's only one other person there running back wise for the Broncos and he was a rookie last year. So it's only his second year. So I think that. Royce Freeman has a good chance of getting the starting job over in Denver, uh, which I like to see. And then we had a guard, Tyro Crosby. He went uh, by. He went to the Lions in the fifth round. And I like the Lions, so mm-hmm. I'm down to see that. Uh, he's a big old boy, so Lions I'm excited to see that. Lions need some love these days, man. Yeah. they um, kind of rough. Two things that I noted about the draft. Well, there's a couple things I know about the draft. One, there was a Texas Tech wide receiver that went in, and he did a 66-inch box jump. That means the heat from the floor sixty six inches up is, and I think that I had mentioned that before, but I couldn't remember who it was. That, that should not be, yeah, like even possible
1: sixty six inches from the floor, feet onto standing on something, which Jeez. is. I want to say absurd. I want to say that's like something a monkey would do, but that probably sounds a little racist. <laughs> but that seems He's white, completely... that makes it any better. Oh, then sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but that's insane. 66 inches? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And that's just... I mean, you just duck down and then just jump. Yep. Fuck that, man. Yeah. Good... There was, uh
0: There that's was two insane. brothers, the Edmonds brothers, Tremaine and Terrell, that both went in the first round, and it's the first time that brothers have ever gone in the first round of the NFL draft. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and they went drafted 16 and 28, respectively, uh, by the Bills and then the Steelers. 16 and
1: 28, that's pretty close, too. Yes. That's pretty Any, crazy.
0: Anywhere in the first round is nasty. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, first time that's ever happened. Uh, and That then, family's got
1: to be flipping. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, and then this is the first draft with five quarterbacks in the first round since 1983. So it's been a while since there's been this many quarterbacks because there was a lot. There was... Four big ones they were talking about, five big ones probably um, with Lamar Jackson. But he didn't. He ended up falling literally to 32. Um, that were all supposed to go like in the top 10. Wow. And the the first three went in the first four picks, and then Josh Rosen fell to number 10, and then Lamar Jackson fell all the way to the 32 pick, which was crazy. Uh, but Baltimore hmm. ended up picking him up. Um, hmm. And then. I have here the Chargers picked up Melvin Gordon's fifth-year option, so they got him. The Titans picked up the fifth-year option for Marcus Mariota, so that's always good because I love my boy Marcus. Yeah. Um, Baltimore signed Willie Sneed. Uh, I don't know if I ever said that. He was a wide receiver for New Orleans. Uh, Greg Olson signed a two-year contract extension with the Panthers, $17.1 million. Also, all this bullshit around Des Bryant, right? That mm-hmm. He's, like, I think 28, 29, still struggling. Still doesn't have a job, right? Yeah. I heard on Colin Cowherd, Larry Fitzgerald been in the league. He got drafted six years before Des Bryant. I don't know if I said that last week or not. I don't think so. But if I didn't, six That's- years before Des Bryant. And if if Larry Fitzgerald got cut right now, there'd be about half the teams in the NFL going to scoop him up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it says something either about his perceived skill level or his attitude or something. It says something about Des Bryant that yeah. he doesn't have a job yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe it's the way he values himself. Maybe he's asking for too much money. You know? Yeah, it could but, be a money issue. But even that—that that still has to do with the way that people are perceiving, you know, your your value. Yeah. Um,
1: There's something going on there. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah so I have that there. Um, let's see. I watched some of the NBA playoffs last week. I watched the Warriors. Um, so we'll go over like who's going on right now. So the Celtics are playing the 76ers, right? And I believe that right now, yeah, Boston is leading that series 3-0. to uh, Cleveland is playing fucking Toronto, and they're leading 3-0. to And then the Rockets are playing the Jazz. That's 2-1 to to Houston. And then the Golden State Warriors are playing the Pelicans. So that's what it was. I watched that the other day. And Draymond Green went the fuck off, dog. I don't know like, if you know. I'm just starting to get into basketball. So yeah. Draymond Green, I don't even know what position he plays, right? Nasty. He was going the fuck off and he was having all kinds of attitude and people were upset about it. And then it went to the halftime show and, uh, fucking, what's his name? Charles Barkley. It's like, I fucking hate that guy. He didn't say fuck, right? He, he said, I hate that guy. I, somebody, I wish somebody punched his ass in the face, you know? And he said, so I I want to punch his ass in the face, right? So then I was watching Colin Cowherd the next day. Colin Cowherd is talking about how, well, America's a bunch of pussies because they, get mad when too many fouls are called right and they're like just let him play i just want him to play i just want him to play and then when somebody shows up and they play old school basketball and they show the fuck up and they're aggressive people get upset you know yeah. they're like well no, 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 no. dog shit bro it was entertaining it was good to watch because he went on and he commanded the fucking court like he's out there playing like a fucking man and if that's what you want is to watch people play old school basketball then let him play old school basketball don't be a bitch about it you know what i'm saying yeah it was ridiculous. And people were upset that Charles Barkley said ass on TV. Like, <gasps> he It was 9 o'clock at night, and he said ass on TV. You oh, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not the worst
1: thing to come out at ESPN in all It was time. ridiculous. But, yeah. Snowflake. Yeah. Snowflake runs through all aspects it was of our society right now. Yeah. That's yeah, so funny. He said, that, he said that Draymond
0: Green plays like a man, because I was watching on Colin Coward. And said, people, mm-hmm. people get uncomfortable. You know, that they want, they, for some reason... You know, remember like the old school Pistons and that shit, like the bad boys and whatnot. And they're like, I-, I wish basketball was still like that. You know, I wish football was still people getting knocked the fuck out all the time. And then when they <laughs> see it, you know, they're like, oh, like, well, that's ooh. not safe. I don't want yeah. that. He shouldn't play like that. He's being too aggressive. You know, you yep. can't have it both ways. Like you yep. got to just let it be, you know, and I am certainly a fan of I don't like watching people get knocked out cold because I know how bad it is for him. You know, I, I, it makes me like, I specifically remember watching, I think Mark Ingram get knocked out like two years ago and he went to stand up and his arms were just, you know, just moving like he was a mummy. And I was like, that's not good. Like, Mm -mm. that's not, that's not right, dog. And so I don't like watching people get knocked out cold like that because like I said, I just know how bad it is for their brains, you know, but I enjoy Someone getting knocked the fuck out. You know, not not knocked just out, dropped. but like knocked down but yeah. dropped, you know? Nah, so I should be more clear with my turn. It's like when the legs um,
1: do a full three sixty in the right. air you like, Whoa. Right. And then they get up and be like, Whoa, what right. happened?
0: Cam Chancellor's highlight reel. You know, yeah. i watch Cam Chancellor Highlight Reel all goddamn day. Yeah. Know? But I don't like to watch people get get knocked out like no. that. It's just it's not good for their brains.
1: No, and um, at the end of the day, I mean a lot of times these people are like guys that you are invested in, and you're like, oh, come right. on, buddy. No. Even if on, I man. don't like you, I don't want to see you get hurt. Yeah. You I know, mean, that's not – I don't want to no. see anybody get hurt. No, that's, that's not part of the game.
0: Yeah. So, um, I think that – I think that that's all that I have here. Um, Malik McDowell, he was the Seahawks' former second-round pick last year, and he, like, got into an ATV accident, like, before the season started. I don't think he's played a single down.
1: Mm. Um, and he's, it doesn't look like he's ever going to play football again. Yeah. Um, I knew a kid in high school had gotten a bad uh, dirt bike accident, Yeah, missed out on like two years of school just before he was even right. able to come back. Some things could be... You're driving a car, dude. Yeah. Just in an open... <laughs> a car with no roll cage. Yeah. 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 That's tough.
0: Yeah. So I think that that's all that I have um, for that, for sports. For real? Um, yeah. We went over all the draft picks. We went over the NBA. We went over... Um I didn't write anything down about baseball. I didn't watch any baseball all week.
1: Yeah. Um, I saw um, a little bit, but never any endings. It was like I was always in A bar, like watching. A little bit on the back while I was, you know, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to have conversations with people. <laughs> just want to make sure there was nothing else that I wanted to fucking. A lot of
0: times, you know, we did get want, done. And what I'm did like, you do yesterday? Do you want to talk about that at all? Um, yesterday, yeah. So I went to the I went to my cousin's house to do the Kentucky Derby. Um, so we did do that. I watched the Kentucky Derby. I did not win uh, the eighteen dollars. I did not <laughs> win at all. Um, I think that I came in like third to last place or something like that. When I because you you put a dollar in and you just pick a horse out of the cup. Mm-hmm. And so your my odds, I think, were like ninety to one, maybe like eighty-seven to one. So this shit just was not happening, you know. Um, so oh, yeah. I believe the Jordan's odds were just a little bit worse, and my maybe just a little bit better. Um, they were, yeah, just a little bit worse. So my grandmas were pretty bad too. My cousin Levi won. He he's a young boy, and he's like seven. He's super fucking young. So <laughs> throwing the college count irritating, bro. Um, so, but I'm pretty sure he put it in a box and buried it in the yard. I think it sounds like something uh, uh, you know
1: kid that level would do yeah we uh, also
0: had a nerf gun fight yesterday that uh, went pretty hard. was it awesome uh, it was pretty sick yeah I did that the last time that I was there too and it's fun. Um he's dude, I'm not gonna lie. Kids That's got stuff like, is still fun. It's got like fifteen different nerf guns, that all do different shit, you know? Nice. And he's got just stacks on stacks of like reload bullets and so yeah. you just, just stuffed my pockets
1: full and I brought a change of shoes just so that I like could run around in the yard and stuff and dude, me and my old roommate used to do that out know, when we were in the Coast Guard in uh Long Island. Every now and again we'd wait for it to get dark out, we'd shut all the lights off, everything would be totally blacked out, and then we'd have our little nerf guns and we'd like rolling around army style just trying to pop each other we one time still so much fun me and my family went to the coast for christmas um, and we stayed
0: in like rentable condos called the breakers mm-hmm. um, and mean they're like right on the coast or like right on the beach Um, and there had to be 25 of us because my aunt's family was with us and it was my family and my family from Florida was up here. And so there's probably 20 of us that all rented out like a couple of different apartments. Um, and, uh, oh no, I don't want to tell that story in case we play one, two, three again, but someone someone fucked up having on my birthday. (laughs) Um, and my aunt bought a whole fuckload of different Nerf guns. And so we all ran around that apartment complex, blasting each other with Nerf guns for like an hour or two. It was that's sick. Awesome. It was, she had the the Velcro one, so we all had vests on, and they would
1: stick to the phone. Yeah. We're going to have to play another game of that pretty soon because I want to hear that story. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm
0: <laughs> going gonna, gonna to really start grinding on making up games because I don't want to keep fucking pulling off other people's games. I don't I really want to make up my own. Word. Um, but I think that that's all that I have. For this week, um, I listened to some George Taylor this week. I think that that's who it was. I don't um, even know who that is. Let's, I actually heard him on Funny People hmm. and James Taylor. That's what it is. James Taylor. James Taylor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I listened to James Taylor. I listened to the little Queens of the Stone Age earlier today while I was oh. at work. So that's always nice. Really? I didn't pick you for the Queens type of guy. Yes.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I like a little bit of that. Um, yeah, so I think that that's... That's good. Well, I've been so on my uh, Avicii kick ever since that he yes. died last week. I still RIP. can't overdose, right? Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, it looks like uh, yeah. last thing I heard, his family was saying that it was indeed a suicide, which oh, right, 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 makes right. Very, okay. makes no, a no, lot of no. sense. Yeah, you know, he basically has said as much in his throughout his career. Yeah, but yeah, I've been jamming a lot of that stuff, man. That's so unfortunate. good. And now that the sun's out, like all that like awesome EDM, like. Upbeat music just feels so good. Dude, so good. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. I think
0: that's it. So with that, Colin, this man, I'm glad I built a couple up because I I haven't really been. uh, (laughs) So So I'm not ready for this. No, this week what I have to say is, you know, I'm I'm not saying that I agree with it. It's just that bird law in this country is not governed by reason.
1: (laughs) Is it ever?